Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aoub. <laughs> what about Aoub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fine. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to be screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250. We're on 930. We are online, PR927FM.com, and you can watch the show and be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Smash that like button and subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on youtube we've got a lot of guests to get to today we'll have some good discussion of the baseball and football variety because we are bringing back the position previews for ecu football we'll open up the 2022 position previews today talk east carolina quarterbacks we'll talk about the qb room this year we'll talk about our favorite qbs of the past we'll look at the opponents and their quarterbacks in 2022 we'll do that in hour three with steven igo before we get there the prop queen ariel epstein joins us coming up at 325 to talk about her experiences at the jungle in the stands in the press box over the weekend and also uh talk some betting as well with ariel epstein formerly of wn uh, cti 12 now with the MLB Network and Yahoo Sports. Scooter, Scott Rogers, will join us to recap the uh, Super Regional Weekend and the 2022 ECU baseball season. And what a season it was for Scooter to uh, get his feet wet as the play-by-play voice of the Baseball Pirates. We'll talk to him coming up at 4 o'clock. Patrick Mason. Hey, we'll have some fun with Patrick Mason coming up at 425. It'll be fun. Uh, we'll talk some baseball with P. Mace. And also, uh, I don't know, talk talk a little football with him as well. Is he ready for the upcoming football season? We got a summer to go, and then it'll be here. Uh, and then, of course, I go hour three, all things ECU athletics and our 2022 ECU quarterback position preview. So that is what is on the docket. Uh, you've heard a lot of heavy breathing to my left. It is Chandler Honeycutt awaiting to be introduced. Hello, Chandler. Hello clipper how's it going going good bro smash the likes smash, smash those the likes. sub smash let's it. go folks let's go shirley rhodes is here as is cj schaefer all right so where to begin we got a lot of ecu news and notes to get to we've got portal news uh we've got some pirates in the portal ecu baseball so roster construction reconstructions done every single year and this year is no different and we've got three Pirates, according to Stephen Igo, entering the transfer portal. Joey Rezik, who you saw come in as a pinch runner quite a bit of times in 2022. C.J. Boyd, right-handed uh, hitter, and also Bradley Wilson have entered the transfer portal since the conclusion of the baseball season. So those are sometimes initiated by the player. Sometimes it's a discussion with the coach and uh it's just one of those things that we have to get used to now so 
uh, at least three guys there entering the portal for East Carolina. Shirley, uh, I saw you had a master sheet, uh, speaking of baseball, of players playing summer ball. Do you have that available and ready to read at this moment? So you just you don't have to list the teams or whatever, but just uh, if you want to list the leagues and what players are in said leagues for yeah. summer ball, that we'll be keeping an eye on. Okay, in the Appalachian League, it'll be uh, Jacob Jenkins Cowart and Ryan McChrystal. In the Cal Ripken League, it'll be Merritt Beaker, Jordan Little, Luke. Uh, you're going to have to help me how pronounce this. Noak. Uh, Eric Ritchie and Jaden Winter. In the Cape Cod League, it'll be Josh Moylan and Carson Wisenhunt. In the Coast- Wiz already pitching, made his debut yes. this weekend mm-hmm. while the Pirates were playing. Yep, sure did. In the Coastal Plains League, it'll be Danny Beal, Joey Barini, and Justin Wilcoxon. For the New England Collegiate Baseball League, it'll be Josh Groves and AMAC. And then uh, in the Valley League, It'll be Cam Clonch, uh, Carter Cunningham, Wyatt Lunsford Shankman, and Trey Yasavage. So, uh, no no Zach Agnos uh, coming up uh, this summer, which I think he said that there was a possibility he may want to take a summer off and and rest his body. He wants to play baseball nonstop, but the smart thing and maybe Coach Gowan's decision was to not have him play. There is one team I need you to list. Uh, Chandler, what team? Who was the player that played for that team that we like? Oh, the Crop Dusters. <laughs> it's, the, the team is the Crop... What's crop, the team, Shirley? What was the player? Do you remember? The Crop Dusters. There was a, I think there was a couple of Crop Dusters. We got a couple of... Uh, oh, Jaden co- Winter. What city is it? Or what town? It uh, doesn't say. It, says, uh, it's crop, it literally says Crop Duster Baseball. That's my kind of baseball right there. Now, I'm going to try to keep up with these guys. The problem is is that uh, they some of their websites are very, very uh, basic, and they a lot of them don't uh, update as regularly. So we'll have to try to keep up with them. I like the Burlington Sock Puppets. Yeah. That's a good name. They got That's a cool a good logo. Um, the Crop Dusters is a team out of Olney, Maryland. Okay. So that's uh, don't know where that is. Are you more of a crop duster guy or a Cleveland steamer guy? I was uh, being nice over the weekend in the jungle. I would go off to the side. And, <laughs> yeah, this is a very personal and, and, story. Rip one. Oh, plays for the silent uh, but deadly <laughs> the SBDs. <laughs> the SBDs. But I had a buddy who's from back home that came up with his girlfriend, and they hung out in the jungle. And uh, I, the secret uh, secret you? signal that I ripped one was. <laughs> like I'd rip, I, I, I would go off. Okay, we got it. Do my thing, and I, he would look at me, and I'd just go. Great time for your mom to chime in with a "Hey, y'all." Hey, mom. <laughs> What's going on? She's really proud right now. You touched my screen, and it went to Kevin Cosart. <laughs> What's up, Kevin Cosart? Who's watching us right now? Yeah, touch screen. That is touch screen. That's cool, man. Can I touch it? So, yeah, sure. You want to you check out Kevin Cosart? I want to get Kevin Cosart's big face out off your screen. I just face. find it hilarious get that the face. host of PRL does not have a touch screen, but the guy who, I guess, views himself as the yeah. co-host. Surely, I don't know what you're talking about. He's touching it right now. <laughs> I can touch it. Just nothing happens when I do it uh let's look at that facebook chat going on right now uh robert matthew says hello can everybody give me a cory glory hello to get this thing going? hello 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 
Hello. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't go that deep. You had to warm yourself now, up to that. Wow. Well, here's, how low can you go? Now, my voice is a lot deeper. You know, most folks, are, their voices are a lot deeper when they first wake up in the morning. Hello. So mine drops an octave, but I can't do it right now. Can't do it. Kevin says, Bravo's 13 in a row. Hottest team, not only in baseball, but in the universe. Okay. Do you think there's aliens playing sports out there? I hope so. Sure. I wonder what their organized sports look like. Probably something our minds can't even comprehend. But I want to get in the fantasy league. Uh, <laughs> Trey is still bummed about baseball, but he's jumping the gun a little bit for sure in terms of the David Price construction countdown to kickoff, which we'll have for you on Thursday. Tomorrow. But he says 80 days <laughs> until kickoff, Pirate Football. Well done, Trey. Way to know your days until kickoff on the David Price construction countdown to kickoff which we will have tomorrow, 80 days today, and I wonder how many there will be tomorrow. We'll Chandler, tell you just tomorrow. a quick question. Uh, how many people have been asking you? <laughs> oh, a bunch. Don't how even many? get me started. I, and you were out at baseball, so all <laughs> these people were coming up to Dude, you. Dude, I was like, I said, enjoy the baseball. <laughs> I quit said, asking. I said, quit asking. And then they said, I said, we're in a super regional, yeah. and you're coming up here asking me how many days until East And football. asking you, is the party back? And they're like, hey, it's the party back? I'm like, how about you tune into Pirate Radio Live on Thursday at 3 o'clock and we'll let you know. Buster. Steve Hill says, Clipper Burgundy. Clipper. A Burgundy. Clipper. A A All right, there are the sound bites for the day. All right, we've got a fun topic we're going to discuss with Igo later on in the show. And I put it out to you, the peeps. I uh, had some questions and. It, we've got so many responses that we'll go ahead and get into a few now before we get to Ariel and also talk about it when I goes here. And we got to get Chandler's answer because he uh, he gave us a tease that he would be giving his answers on the show today. So we're talking quarterbacks hour three. And usually our position previews, if we do O-line, if we do wide receiver, you know, any, any other position group, really, we have to dive into it because there's a lot of names. There are questions about starters, who's the second string, all that. With quarterbacks, it's a pretty simple discussion. You've got Holt Nailers, Mason Garcia, quarterback in waiting, and then we'll touch on the, the guys that are also in the room. So I figured we should expand that some and talk about uh, QBs of the past. So I put out four questions on Twitter and Facebook last night and uh, got some great responses. So thank you for responding. And if you want to chime in now, you can do so. But those questions were, who is your all-time favorite ECU quarterback? Who is the most underrated ECU quarterback? What's your all-time favorite play involving an ECU quarterback? And what opposing quarterback had the best performance against East Carolina that you saw live? Uh, I just popped up the answers that came into my head first. All-time quarterback's tough, but I went with the captain, Shane Carden, because great player, great guy, loved the 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 spit in his eye the the leadership all that stuff mm-hmm. and uh and and i picked him as my favorite uh you just felt like ecu had a chance with that guy in the huddle uh every week even though they didn't huddle a lot uh most underrated quarterback the award should be called the james pinkney award he's almost my favorite quarterback for how good he was but also how tough he was playing with a depleted offensive line and it's just a shame that uh, he couldn't have been with some of those championship teams because he uh, he was a really talented quarterback. And we talked to him during the COVID times where we'd go in the Pirate Radio Zoom room 
and he is now training quarterbacks down in florida so that was uh that was cool to catch up with him um also let's see a play involving a quarterback could have gone a lot of different ways here but the a qb that can catch is always fun so yeah. i had shane carden <clears throat> catching the touchdown with a guy all over him in the beef of brady bowl in the beef bowl and then I'll, so a lot of people just put famous quarterbacks for number four uh, well we'll get to it in a moment but one stood out to me because this guy stunk but he had a huge game against ecu and a game that ecu was favored in 2007 nc state comes here pirates are quote-unquote supposed to win the game Daniel Evans uh, goes 335 yards, three touchdowns. NC State smokes East Carolina. And I just remember sitting there saying, this guy is not that good of a quarterback, and he is absolutely torching us. So uh, those were my answers to the question. Chandler, uh, what were your answers? Who was your all-time favorite East Carolina quarterback? All-time is uh, the captain, Shane Carden. It's, uh, that's my most vivid memories of growing up watching ecu football chandler is in his 20s by the way yeah. so uh, low to mid 20s yeah so. so that was like um late eighth grade uh early to middle high school watching shane carden um so he's not my all-time favorite of course has all these records here at east carolina my most the most underrated ecu quarterback i've been back and forth with i think i'm going to go with a different pinckney than you chose patrick pinckney um because i remember in my younger days watching him be the starting quarterback for ecu two-time conference usa quarterback um two-time conference usa champion quarterback my other one that i was going to choose from was dominique davis um but i ended up going with patrick um so my all-time favorite play involving a quarterback patrick peeney could be like the most overachieving quarterback because there was not much of expected of him and rob cast was kind of going to be the guy and pinkney stepped in and ended up uh having an awesome career here two-time champion qb along with Cass. right uh and he ended up being going to tight end uh rob cast i remember that What's your all-time favorite player? Troy says, Jeff Blake is all-time best quarterback. Shane Card number two. Well, Troy, the uh, question was, who is your all-time favorite ECU quarterback? Thank you for not playing the game correctly. Thanks, Troy. All right. Uh, What's your all-time favorite play involving a quarterback? I'm going to go probably James Summers. Oh, yeah. Against Virginia Tech. uh, Because... One, this was a guy that a lot of Pirate fans just learned about maybe that week. They learned the name James Summers. Who is James Summers? And he comes in. He's not only throwing the football, but he makes that awesome play in the rain. And I remember whatever crowd was left there because it was a downpour for the like another, a whole half of football there in uh, Daddy Ficklin Stadium that day. I remember getting so hyped watching that play, him knocking that, that guy down for Virginia Tech. And then at the end of the game, uh, Coach Ruff saying, "Grown ass man, damn, damn, that boy's a game. Grown ass man." Um, <laughs> so that that's probably uh my all time favorite. That was awesome involving a quarterback. What opposing quarterback had the best performance against ECU you saw live? I put this out on Twitter yesterday. A lot of uh, I liked a lot of people's uh, responses to this one. Yeah, uh, it took me back uh, a lot of memories reading some of the people's responses. But the one that <laughs> a lot I remember, of bad memories. Yeah, um, this one actually ended up pretty good for the Pirates. This game, uh, ECU Old Dominion. When I read this question, 
I immediately remembered leaving Dowdy Ficklin Stadium with my dad after that game, thinking, man, I'm glad the Pirates got this one because that was tough. Who is that quarterback for the Monarchs? Taylor Heineke, 300, 338 yards passing, three touchdowns, and um, he was phenomenal that day for Old Dominion. That's my answer for number four. And who knew years later we'd be sitting in this room watching him play a playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> and becoming Tony Dunn's Heineke the hero! <laughs> so, uh, okay, that's a good memory because he put up a huge performance, but the Pirates won the game. So uh, those were the questions. If you'd like to chime in on those, you can. A lot of people saying Case Keenum in 09, which was a crazy uh His crazy stat game. line. But also... CJ, uh, pull up that for me while I'm doing some stuff. Lost the Pirates that day, December 5th. ECU Houston Conference USA Championship. Give me uh, Case Keenum's stat line, please, sir. All right, let's look at some of your answers. Doug Smith says his all-time favorite QB is David... Oh, well, yeah, I'll get to this with I go. He says David Garrard. Most underrated quarterback, James Summers. Most uh, memorable play involving a QB. Got this answer a lot. Dominique Davis to Justin Jones, the Hail Mary against Tulsa. And then this was a popular answer, too, for best performance he saw live by an opposing quarterback. And this one brings up bad memories. That was Byron Leftwich in the GMAC Bowl. Mm. The game we shall not talk about. I was uh, three years old at that time. Mike P's favorite QBs, David Garrard, most underrated Patrick Pinkney, Hail Mary, and Case Keenum were his answers. Steve Hill likes Captain Carden. Dominique Davis is most underrated. Hail Mary, Case Keenum, Shane Carden, James Summers. James Summers' TD run gets another uh, run from Ben here. And he says Case Keenum. I'm trying to find some different responses here. Travis Barkley's favorite quarterback is Jeff Blake. Most underrated is Danny Gonzalez. Uh, he says a similar QB run. He says uh, his favorite play involving a quarterback was David Garrard having two West Virginia players bounce off him as he scores a touchdown in 2000. And then he says best QB performance, Chris Redman. I remember him from Louisville. 1998 <clears throat> goes 44 56, 592 yards. Remember, this is 1998. So these things didn't happen like they do today. Six touchdowns, he says, although Kevin Monroe, no flags on the field, had a 100-yard pick six in that game. Sounds like a wild one. Good stuff, Travis. Uh, do you have those numbers for us for Case Keenum in that conference championship game? I do. Uh, 56 for 75. <laughs> Good uh, God. 527 yards, uh, five touchdowns, three picks. QBR was 85. <laughs> I mean, that's stupid. That's... That's, that's video game numbers. 75 that pass is annoying. 56 completions? That's annoying nine-year-old video game numbers. Like, just spamming the pass That's play. like running up the score on a kid in Madden type numbers. Yeah. Seven carries for 12 yards if you want to add But, I mean, that. Case Keenum, we remember his days at Houston. He was, uh, and it also felt like he was there for 10 years at Houston. But lit it up. He lit it up that day. But, <laughs> sorry, Case. Pirates prevail. If you remember the name, James Cleveland had 19 receptions for 241 yards in that game as well. They had, they had another receiver that was really good too. Yeah. God, what was his name? Let me scroll back down. Charles Sims. Carrier. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last, Carrier. Last name yeah. Carrier. Yeah. 11 receptions, 94 yards. Yeah. So not a great game. I do have Only a. Um, I do have a memorable uh, a memory a memorable play. 
that not many people now jonathan might remember it because he was the one that came up with the name i can't remember the quarterback that threw it i want to say it was rob cass but don't quote me on that but it was the miracle in the mine shaft. That was Cass. Was oh, it Cass? Yeah. The, yeah, the, the missile the, Hail Mary. The missile Hail Mary. Which was brought up as a response by somebody. But yeah, that is, that's a good one. That's an underrated uh, memorable yeah. play because you don't see a lot of Hail Marys zipped in there. And then uh, the receiver, I want to say it was Crowell. Juwan Crowell was that the that, receiver? Th- that sounds right, I but I, I can't remember. I just remember it being a very late night game, and uh, that certainly helped because it was like one or two in the morning before we ever got out of here. I was watching that Bowley's going insane. I remember that. That was oh seven. What channel was good? <laughs> what channel were they? Uh, CSTV. Oh my God! I missed those days. Actually, I do not miss those days. They had like a, it was a triangle megaphone-ish. I was going to, I, you know, I was going to say either CSTV or Masson. Yeah. Remember our games being on Masson a yeah, lot? I do. Ugh. Uh, all right. I love this discussion, but we have to take a timeout. No. Good. Man. <laughs> we have to listen to our great sponsors. All right. Let's do that. Uh, and we'll get back to this discussion because we have a ton more uh, responses and you can get yours in as well. And we'll talk more with Stephen Igo about it coming up. That is correct, o'clock. sir. All right, Nick, the Russell Wilson NC State overtime game was 2010, right? Ruffin McNeil's first year. Yes. Damon Magazoo interception. Yes. 2010. Um, Trey asking if I even if I know who Rob Cass is. Do you yes, know Trey. Rob Cass I is? know who Rob Cass is. Prove baby. it. Prove it. I know who he is. I know who he is. He got suspended uh, before the Virginia Tech game in 07. That's true. That's his, true. his name is not Davis. His name is not Davis. What does he do now? What line of he work? He is a police officer. No, he's not. But you said it with your chest. I thought he I thought he was. He's in the ring business. Oh. He's been making he makes some rings. But, Trey, that is a, that's the era of ECU football where I got kind of started in getting emotionally invested so, yes, I remember who Rob Cass is. And your face, Trey. The Rob Cass. Face. All right, Ariel Epstein joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover charge and brunch every Sunday. You can make today an AJ's day. And coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll have a $25 gift card from AJ's to give away in our Pirate Radio booty bag. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. A lot of baseball talk, a lot of football talk. Time to, as Bob Seeger said, turn the page to football season. 
and we will do that today with Stephen Igoid from Hoist the Colors. We'll have our quarterback position preview and also talk about QBs from yesteryear. Chandler Honeycutt's here. What? What are you doing? All right. Let's do while she's getting aerial. Let's so these are the headphones here. That would be this one over here. That one's mine. That would be yours. Okay. And you can you can control your testing, own headphones. Testing. Testing. How you doing? Testing. Doing testing. Good? Testing. Testing. Oh yeah. All right. We'll That's do it right there. We'll do this off the air next time. All right. I'm getting thumbs up from Shirley and CJ that we do have Ariel Epstein, Yahoo Sports, and MLB Network joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Ariel, how are you today? I'm great, Cliff. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us. Great to see you this weekend, Ariel. As you are a jet setter, you just go everywhere where something fun is happening and that happened to be greenville north carolina and the super regional this weekend so how did you uh, you know what what made you decide to come down to greenville to hang out with your old friends uh, this past weekend my old friends duh no i was on the way to mlb network on friday i was in the uber didn't even buy my train ticket yet because i take an uber to the train station which i then have to take to mlb network I'm in the Uber. I see ECU baseball go up 7-4. I said, oh, no, I'm going. There is no chance that if ECU wins this game that I'm going to miss them potentially taking, winning for a trip to Omaha for the first time ever. Instead of buying my train ticket that I needed to get to work, I went and bought a flight round trip to and from Raleigh, booked the rental car, and made sure that at 5 a.m. Saturday morning, I was up and ready to go to leave for the airport and made it just in time for the second inning of the game on Saturday. Wow. Well, you did your part. You got here. You supported the Pirates. You had a good time. Unfortunately, the Pirates came up short against the Texas Longhorns, and we'll talk betting with you, Ariel. I saw that Texas uh, is either has the best odds or, or tied for the uh, the best odds to win the College World Series. So that was a really good team uh, that we saw this weekend and uh, just couldn't keep up with the bats there on Sunday. Yeah, it's unfortunate because the bats were so hot Friday. They were hot Saturday, too. The pitching was also a big issue on Sunday. And unfortunately, um, it just felt like, a few years ago where ECU ended up, um, you know, having every chance in the world to win that game at Texas Tech, and they couldn't get the job done. Um, But this team was a team that I've been watching for a lot of the year. I I really just enjoy watching ECU baseball. It was one of the few sports that I was able to have a really fun ride with when I was covering teams in Eastern North Carolina. I was watching a lot of the season, and at the beginning of parts of the year, everyone was really down on them. I was down on them. People just thought the season was over when they were 14 and 13. I don't like to take much credit because I'm not on the team, but, I mean, that team did go on a 20-game win streak after I was there for the Cincinnati series. (laughs) Well, and it came to an end while you were there, too, just to put you back down to earth. I wasn't bringing that part. (laughs) I was actually bringing up the win streak. Okay, all right, fair enough. I know in the gambling world you talk about the win streak, not the losses, right? Once losses start happening, you start to fade off Twitter a bit. <laughs> I, I hear you. I understand. All right, Ariel, uh, we saw you in the press box, so you enjoyed it from that perspective. I was also asked to ask you how much you enjoyed your jello shot with Troy D, uh, but how much did you enjoy the jungle part of uh, of the games this weekend? Well, I enjoyed the jungle part. I 
The jungle was the highlight of my entire weekend. I never really get too much time out in the jungle because I was usually always working. On Saturday, I got to the game late, so I didn't get to go out there either. Sunday, although a six-hour rain delay is extremely not ideal, it was so much fun to be able to sit out there in the jungle for all that time. The people were incredible. The people, the fact that they sat out through a six-hour rain delay the entire time, drinking, singing karaoke. I actually give the jungle a shout-out, too, because I couldn't find any seltzers. It was really disappointing. It was the second rain delay. All I wanted was a seltzer. I don't drink beer. No one had seltzers left. Everyone's out. I ended up going to – actually, I'm not going to say this. I'll probably get someone in trouble. Anyway, I broke a few rules, and I got a seltzer. That's what I'm going to leave it at. But my jello shot with Troy D was great. It was a really good uh, jello shot. I'm so glad that I wasn't hungover the next day on my flight. <laughs> Ariel Epstein getting the job done however possible uh, this weekend at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, Ariel, let's, uh, let's talk about what you're up to now, MLB Network, Yahoo Sports. And uh, I don't think we've had you on the show since you've become a regular on MLB Network. Unfortunately, I don't get MLB Network, but I see the clips uh, thanks to social media. Uh, but how is that going for you? I mean, that's like that's a dream come true, right? It's a dream come true. I've been dreaming about being part of Major League Baseball since I was nine years old. Knowing that my co-host now, Matt Excursion, is the reason that I'm there just makes it all that yeah. all the more worth it. He's one of the biggest names in baseball. To know that he was the one that said, hey, I want her to be my co-host, it really meant a lot to me. Getting to then go in person, I mean, that is the real dream come true. When I was doing remote for the first few weeks as we were just getting the show started, it felt cool. I watched it back. I said, oh, my gosh, I'm on MLB Network, except I was still doing it from my home studio in my apartment in the city. Once MLB said, okay, fine, let's bring you in, I went and saw that field that they have the studio that's oh, yeah. like a stadium. Once I went into Studio 42, I said, wow, I cannot believe it. And I've been there before. I just was there for more networking. I wasn't there to work. To know that it all came full circle that I was asked to come there to actually work was really cool. That is awesome stuff. Ariel Epstein joining us. And Ariel, uh, you come from a, a sports family. You talk about how much you go to Yankee Stadium uh, with your family and things like that. I remember, I think you showed a video, like it was, uh, was it a Knicks playoff game or it might have been regular season game, but during a commercial break, they showed you and like your family's reaction to it. So I know, uh, you, you know, your parents, your family have to be excited to see you talking about the Yankees and uh, and all the other teams, right? My family absolutely loves it. It was a dream of mine when I was younger because, you know, everyone just hopes that their grandparents live as long as possible. Everyone hopes that their family or their grandparents or their parents are at their weddings. I was always hoping that my grandparents would be around to watch me get onto television in New York. I didn't know where. I just knew I wanted to be on TV in New York so that my grandparents could watch it. They were loyal when I was in North Carolina. Let me tell you, those two, they were on their laptop live streaming the WCCI News Channel 12 newscast every single night that I was on. They were the only people in New York that knew New Bern and Havelock rosters in football, probably. Until Hurricane Florence, and everyone knew where New Bern was on the map, unfortunately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For, they knew, my dad too. My dad would always talk about Havelock football or ECU and whatnot. So they became big fans of Eastern North Carolina just from watching my stuff. 
I just always wanted them to watch me in New York. So it's been really cool these last few years that my family's been able to do that. And Ariel, how do you separate yourself? You got to have a gimmick. You have to have a brand and your brand is the prop queen. And for baseball, and this has been going on for a while now, but your your over under strikeouts for starting pitchers as I, you know i'm gonna say it's your thing i don't know if you claim it to be your thing but that seems to be a strength or at least something you keep going back to uh so so is that is that your best i guess money maker in the betting world you going with the over under strikeouts every night strikeout props are my absolute favorite it's actually what i made the prop queen name on strikeout props back in 2019 2020 i started jumping into them I had a really good year during COVID season in 2020 with the strikeout prop. People were messaging me. The most respectable handicappers in Vegas <laughs> were messaging me saying that they tail my strikeout prop. I couldn't believe it. It was the first time that I had some of these like these people that I really, really looked up to in betting. They were reaching out. That's when I said, oh, okay, so this prop thing, I kind of, I, I know the props. I started diving into the props for all the other sports too. Strikeout props was just always what I've been able to, find some kind of edge in for the market now don't ask me about them in the playoffs the playoffs are extremely sharp they're really hard there's not a lot of games to choose from it's really more of a regular season thing when you have a huge slate of games and this is your you know baseball knowledge you know the players and everything but you you do the work there's a ton of data not only on the the pitcher but the opponent they're facing and day game night game road home all that stuff goes into it so with all that being said ariel while you're here can you give us a a freebie or two for tonight who are you looking at for tonight in major league baseball you got it anything for you clip rock first i'm going with one play that's extremely scary people love plus money though which means that you make more money than what you bet so uh, if you put a hundred dollars down on this you win 110 I like the Yankees lefty Nestor Cortez under five and a half strikeouts. The reason that this is basically an underdog for betting the under and why they, the book does, doesn't think it's going to happen is because Cortez at home has been extremely good. He's gone over this number in pretty much every home game this year, except the first one against the Toronto Blue Jays. Here's why I like the under, though. The Tampa Bay Rays have the lowest K rate against left-handed pitchers. Lefty starters. 3-11 and 11 over under their K-prop, averaging 2.5 strikeouts to start. When Cortez has gone up against a team that has a bottom 15 K-rate, he's had seven games against them. Five of seven have gone under 5.5 strikeouts. This race team doesn't strike out much against Southpaws. I'm going under 5.5 strikeouts on Cortez at plus 110. I also am going with an under uh, for Spencer Strider, Atlanta's right-hander. The Washington Nationals have the, lowest, the fifth lowest K-rate against righties. Strider has not gone over six and a half strikeouts yet this year. Uh, it's under six and a half, not five and a half. If I said five and a half, he has not gone over six and a half strikeouts yet this year up against the team with a bottom 15 period against righties. I like that under as well. And if you want one that's about to start, Sonny Gray, the Minnesota Twins, I'm going with his under four and a half strikeouts. He's up against the Seattle Mariners. For some reason, Gray decided to not have a rehab start after his stint on the IL with a pectoral strain for the last 15 days. He's just coming straight off the I.L. with the bullpen session. And the Seattle Mariners, he had four strikeouts against in his first start of the year. He also, the Mariners have a low K rate this year in four of their last five games. They haven't had over 
four and a half strikeouts against the righty. I'm going under on Sonny Gray as well today. Cortez and Gray under, and like I said, puts in the work, has the data, knows the numbers, impressive stuff. Ariel Epstein joining us. Ariel, I ask you this every time you come on. I'm a 40-year-old man. I know that athletes are human beings. Some are awesome. Some are scumbags, just like the rest of us. But I still get a little starstruck when I, I see one in person. So, do you have an update on the uh, the coolest people you've gotten to meet? Uh, who have you been starstruck by lately, other than seeing me on Saturday and Sunday? I was really starstruck by Troy Dreyfus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He'll be talking about that forever. <laughs> just kidding. Um, who was I starstruck by recently? I'm trying to, that's a great question. I mean, you hang out with Matt Vaskersian. That would do it for me, but I don't know. I know, but there, you know, Matt already, I've already boosted his ego too much recently. Yeah. I've got to really tone it down. I really, you know what it is? We really don't get to, like, to really meet too many people at MLB because our time of our show is so in the middle of the schedule. Right. Um, so I haven't really had like a really cool story yet, but I hope to report back at some point soon. All right. Let me know. Let me know when that happens. I will. Everybody who I met in the jungle, though, I was pretty starstruck, <laughs> especially, especially because walking around, I mean, like I was there right out of college for, and then I was there for about three years after that. Being able to go back and see how many people remembered me down there. It was just so cool because yeah. all I wanted was to have an impact on some people down there. I hope that people do remember me when I come back because I feel like Eastern North Carolina is one big family. New York, please, you could drown here. No one knows. But in Eastern North Carolina, people care. So I really just appreciated how warm everybody was when I came back. That's awesome. Show the love and you'll receive that love back. Ariel Epstein joining us today. Ariel, always great to catch up with you we'll do it again later on uh this summer and on into the fall but keep up the awesome work we're uh like you said we're still pulling for you down here in eastern north carolina so uh awesome to see your success and we'll talk again soon thanks so much clip for having me on and good luck later tonight all right uh sports trivia aj's coming up tonight and uh ariel's got some prop bets for us. so big night uh big sports night on tap and uh rush we gotta head to virginia after the show chandler to get those bets in legally yep. we gotta hit the road as soon as uh six o'clock hits about an hour and a half oh uh, we'll make drive. it don't don't worry we'll, we'll be back in time yeah plenty of time no it'll be fine yeah. it's fine all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll wrap up the hour with more ecu qb talk because i want to get to all of the answers and uh having a pretty good discussion about it so we'll do that when we return on Pirate Radio Live, Adam tweeting in. Sports trivia happening tonight. Adam, every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Yes, is it Wednesday? Adam. Really, dude? boy. Adam. Yes, Adam, tonight, 8 o'clock. Come on See out. you there, Adam. We'll be uh, back after this. listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 57,000 followers 
followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. By the way, Cliff, I was reading Nick Henson's uh, comment on Facebook again. He asked Russell Wilson, NC State, ECU overtime game, was it 08? He t- technically could be right. Oh. Because the 08 game was also in overtime. I looked it up while Is it that came. for the best performance question? Um, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that was a different game. But 2010 was also an overtime game. One went our way, one went their way. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, Nick, if you were talking about that one. Yeah. Um, you also just saw a tweet. So last week, one of the answers to sports trivia question at AJ's was Cheryl Swoops. I think it was, oh, because we did an Eric Ward tribute round, and Eric has uh, spent time working at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. So that's where I got it from. But you did, do you, did you know who that was? No. And you just saw a tweet that said she played one-on-one against Michael Jordan. But uh, just kind of a, a great, this is what happens at sports trivia. You had a guy at your table, uh, Bobby. Bobby Ooh. says, Cheryl? And then there's another teammate of mine on 100%. There. No, no, no. I think you got that backwards. I think he said her last name, right? Oh, yeah. He said swoops. He just said a, a sound. Yeah, he says swoops. Swoops? And then Ben, <laughs> and then who's another also teammate. that's on my team, uh, 100% at AJ's on, at Wednesday, or Wednesday nights, he goes, Cheryl Swoops looks at me and i'm the one that goes up there to give you the answer and i'm like i'm going with it i don't know who the hell this person is i'm going to go with it cheryl swoops was the answer that's how answers are made nobody's really super confident but there that's some part in your brain you've heard that name before and it clicks and it's just uh it's funny how the human body was like swoops Cheryl Swoops was the answer. All right. Uh, I don't think CJ's team got that because they're too young. The young bucks. I don't All know how his team finishes. They place just about every week. They got some. You, you calling nefarious actions on them? I mean, they're a bunch of youngins, dude. I mean, I'm a youngin too, but like. What's uh, in your secret sauce? CJ? We got a baseball encyclopedia at our table. That's that's the secret sauce. I'll say that is good for this time of year because there's yeah. a lot of baseball questions yeah. going on so uh that that helps out uh what is your strength, strength. um strength basketball strength. and all of the like non-major sports questions you have pro basketball yes i would say pro yeah and, nba's definitely gotta be yours yeah and then anytime i go nascar nascar wrestling uh by the soccer. way there is one pro wrestling question tonight right, wow now i gotta make sure this team comes Oh, y'all might be MIA. Yeah, we got lots of lots of people listed questionable on the injured report. This is getting, oh this is man, weird. so you're probable. Everybody else is questionable, mm-hmm. but you could be downgraded. Well, if you're it. not there, we'll send you the question and see if you can get it right. Well, he'll get the pro wrestling question right. We shall. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's see, Jeff. All right. Uh, question of the day. Questions of the day. Favorite all-time ECU quarterback. Most underrated all-time ECU quarterback. Uh, favorite play involving an ECU quarterback. Best opposing ECU quarterback that you saw live. Uh, you have something? No, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to Alex. I was going to say, we want to hear your answer. We want to hear your answer. And while you do show us your answer on Facebook or YouTube Live, maybe Twitter, Smash the like. Smash, smash the, the like. A lot of people not smashing the like today. No smashing today. Where, uh, where's the smashing at? See if anybody's on YouTube uh, with any answers, please, sir. 
uh and see if my favorite spam bot's there because i'm gonna click that link later on uh david garrard favorite for alex danny gonzalez most underrated favorite uh, qb moment julius peppers tried to push garrard down in the end zone at unc after the whistle and garrard just laughed at him that's a cool memory and then most impressive opposing qb performance uh he says keenan reynolds had like 18 touchdowns one time <laughs> there was a lot of navy quarterbacks mentioned he said honorable mention to mike vick on the thursday night primetime game the hype was crazy i was at that game and i don't think vick did that much i mean it was cool to see him live but that was a lot of beamer ball and turnovers and but yeah it was cool to see that uh that vick team there on that thursday evening went to the game with one tony dunn oh wow back then uh Heath says jeff blake james pinkney jeff blake's two-point conversion versus uh pittsburgh in 91 seen that play heard that play wasn't there for it but absolute madhouse uh and then for best performance against east carolina saw this name pop up a lot last night gus ferrat you know where he went to college tulsa tulsa correct well I, job, I, no, I was, no i was trying to think of the because i saw it on twitter last night and i was like too late you nailed it you nailed it got it got it uh tulsa's gus for in 1993 in the rain uh that was not at that one but heard a lot about it huh so. i've never heard of that that one uh that's why we do this chandler this is uh, i'm glad we do it because now i know uh let's see if we've gotten any different answers than i've said so far uh left winch and him oh of course uh brad says his favorite play involving a quarterback is blake de fisher and he also goes with gus ferrat he says future pro chris penn who i want to say was a chief caught the ball perfectly in the rain all day long i think you already said this one but uh most recently jack chambers was said on twitter uh the georgia uh the charleston southern quarterback from this past year yeah yeah uh, he was impressive mm-hmm. i do not like that guy and unfortunately he's now on nc state if i'm state i'm finding a way state. to get him in the game gary who is this kid jack chambers <laughs> touchdown state thank you gary uh he the bumpus's dog i don't know what that is my on, god is that bad i feel like that's a derogatory term uh all right so, oh, I, I don't know but that just sounded bad i don't know what this is but he says uh he's going with shirley's uh answer earlier off the board with his qb play rob cast miracle in the mine shaft uh great memory there uh and then he said not sure if running the option counts but that guy from navy put up like 149 points on us <laughs> a lot of navies up here uh let's see any other answer okay uh mr leggett uh met him over the weekend joe leggett says david garrard's favorite kevin ingram 1983 most underrated okay jeff blake 1991 at syracuse for his qb memory and uh tracy ham georgia southern can't say i'm familiar with that name uh so joe is going back an old football manager back in the day for ecu taking us uh down a walk on memory lane all right so joe kind of old school holden kind of new school he became a fan when he was a student in 17. Oh, cool. So his favorite quarterback's Holt Nailers. Most okay. underrated quarterback's Holt Nailers. Okay. Uh, memory, Tyler Sneed touchdown pass to Aylers in the Marshall comeback. And then he says Jack Chambers. Uh, That's where I year. saw that 
from Holden. Huh. Steve said... Oh, damn. Sometimes I just, like, retweet these before I look at them. His opposing quarterback memory said small sample size, but Steven Garcia, South Carolina, in Charlotte. And if you remember, the Pirates were up double digits, multiple scores. 17 to nothing! Is that what it was? In Charlotte in 2011? And then... Yes! The Garcia... Was suspended for something, didn't start the game. He comes in, and everything changes. Yes. And, and that one went from a lead at halftime to a blowout. I want to say the lead at halftime was Pirates 17, Gamecocks 0. I don't know if that – I don't think that's true. Oh, sorry. But we can look it up. I'll look it CJ, up. CJ, look it up. I'll look it up. That's going to be hard I, for No, no, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Because you know what? I've actually changed my mindset on this stuff. When I'm <laughs> – You decided to work? <laughs> yeah. Um, what changed? A lot, man. A lot. I don't even. We'll have to talk about it off the air. Um, what's the score? Can you not do math? Twenty-four to fourteen. All right, that was tough. <laughs> All right, I thought it was seventeen to nothing. It was seventeen to nothing at one point. Okay. All right. Is that a fact? That's a fact. Let's look it up. All right. Look it up. <laughs> Uh, Box score. Nope, don't do that. Recap. Yep. Nope. Go to play by play. Nope. Go to game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Play by play. Go to play by play. Go to play by play. This will tell you. Seventeen to nothing. Nailed it. Way to go, buddy. Uh, Pirates lost. So Steve (laughs) says. They put up fifty-six points. Yeah, it got crazy. Third quarter. How many they scored in the third? Twenty-eight points in the third. Was this Mm. Doug Williams? Come on. (laughs) What is this? Thirty-five. Uh, Patrick Peeney is his favorite quarterback. How about this? Most underrated ECU quarterback, Steve says, as a longtime member of the Holton Aylers Hater Club, I'd say Holton. He stuck it out and battled to become better. Huh. Oh. Interesting. All right. We'll go over some more of these later on. What you got? I break into pro- programming to show you this. What does that say? what does that say right there clip rock earlier today i was bragging that i got a follow that chandler was gonna be jealous of and that follow was from uh one of chandler's favorite pitchers for east carolina danny beal guess what and guess what just happened he just got that elusive follow you and And you hadn't followed him back don't follow him back no he just followed me four minutes ago don't follow him back Show him you're the boss. No. <laughs> yeah. I already have by him following me first. Oh. And then I got to be like, all right, but what's up, buddy? So hey, you're buddy. giving him like a pity follow. No. No. I got to follow the guy Don't who followed me. Just give him a day. Am I social media ghosting right now? Play it cool. It's, it's like big leaguing. You don't call or text right back. You got to let it simmer for oh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's play this thing cool and Leave see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Is there a way that he could see that I saw his notification that he followed me? I yeah, can, he could watch like, the wait, show. And can I go watch tomorrow? <laughs> Do you want me to or, or I can follow him tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Do or, oh, I can literally like follow him late tonight and say, yup. What is <laughs> yeah. going on? That's a good move. That's a pro move. Um, and then during the season, just be like, and hey. then during the season I'm going to text him and be like, you warmed up? Not you up, but add warm in there. There right. certainly are things being said in there right now. <laughs> like, see it when he's in the bullpit. Are you warmed up? But when you and when if you do, uh, when you follow him and DM him later, you up. Make sure you say, 
Hey, man, I've been busy today. Just saw that you followed me. Yeah. I don't know been when. Been so busy. <laughs> Didn't talk about you for about five minutes on Pi Radio Live today. All right. Play it cool, man. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, make sure and go ahead and change your profile picture to that picture. Now, nah, you know from what yesterday. I'm about to do? I'm doing it right now. Oh, I don't know, man. You're coming on too, too strong. He's going to unfollow you now. When we return, we'll talk to Scott Rogers, Scooter. About the 2022 East Carolina baseball season, the Super Regional, and his first year as the voice of the baseball Pirates. We'll have our uh, our exit interview with Scott Rogers when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. We got P. Mace, Patrick Mason, joining us. He was there all weekend at Clark LeClaire Stadium. So we'll wrap up the baseball season with Patrick. Talk about uh, some of the names in the portal that popped up today for ECU Baseball and uh more look around major league baseball as well steven Igo hoist the colors hour three we are talking quarterbacks on the show today so uh looking forward to that discussion as we'll uh dive, start diving into football but more baseball to be discussed we'll do it right now with scott rogers the play-by-play voice of ecu baseball what a year for him to dive in head first to pirate baseball and you saw a, a fantastic season scooter and uh the closest we've ever been to getting to Omaha, and uh, it did not happen again, unfortunately. But what a ride they took you on this year! It was uh, it was awesome this season, and just from start to finish, you know, you know, kind of not really saying thrown into this job, but it was came up quick at the beginning of the year, and you know, just what a year it was for Pirate baseball. Just from you know, starting a year one and five, and then hosting a super regional and a couple outs away from going to Omaha. Scooter, uh, I hadn't really brought this up this week. Did you have any? Do you have any insight on like who was really pushing for the game to be played Sunday night? Because I asked that in the press box to people, and they're like, "I don't know. Is it ECU? Is it Texas? Is it ESPN? Is it the NCAA? Like, do you know? Do you have any answers on that? I don't, but I would assume it was the NCAA and ESPN, just probably with TV time slots the next day. Yeah, I guess so. But there was only two games on Monday, so they could have put it somewhere. But I don't know. Anyway, it was played, and uh, and the Pirate fans were ready to go. I mean, how awesome was that atmosphere all weekend? But even that weird atmosphere Sunday night that, that was so loud. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome all weekend. And, you know, Sunday for it being so late, you know, to see how many people were still there and supporting that club. It was it was awesome to see, and it was awesome to be a part of this weekend. So uh, the Pirates end uh, their season on Sunday night, Monday morning, Texas going to omaha but 
Scooter, uh, when you look back at this year, I mean, Bryson Whirl, all the uh, the the pitching changes that had to go on with Mayhew and Giles going into the rotation, and uh, Carter Spivey, uh, not only player of the year, you could give him a comeback player of the year, whatever you want to do. I mean, just so many great performances, so many great individual performances this year. Oh, yeah, and, you know, just there's so many individuals on this club that stepped up this year. You know, you look at Ryder Giles, what he did to step into the rotation this year and, and get a couple starts on the mound for the Pirates. And, you know, Carter Spivey, what a year it was for him after his year last year. And, you know, there was just so many guys who stepped up, especially in that, <clears throat> excuse me, middle part of the season when this those story really turned for this club and you know it, it just shows a lot about the guys that were on this club this year i asked the players i asked cj mayhew is it different pitching game one of a super regional as opposed to a tuesday against old dominion or you know a campbell or whatever and he says yeah he can feel it how about you i mean you're calling a jacob jenkins coward super regional home run to get you know and everybody's going nuts like what is that feeling like compared to those other calls in february i would say you know really the the biggest difference is just the excitement of it you know with it being you know five six thousand people there and you know just the excitement of that home run and how much it meant i would say would probably the difference but at the end of the day it is still just another baseball game sort of say but i would say probably uh a lot of people would tell you my call for starling's home run when he tied the game (laughs) saturday that was a uh that was definitely a uh, peak performance on in terms of audio on the uh, radio it definitely peaked a couple times. <laughs> did you uh, any voice cracks or anything, or did you you hold it through? I, I don't think there was any voice nice. cracks this weekend. Good. I think it was just uh, just a lot of excitement that came through a lot of times this weekend. That's awesome. We're talking to Scott Rogers here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Scooter getting ready to live at uh, Elm Street Park the rest of the summer. That's right. Much so. Uh, uh, as your, your more natural habitat. <laughs> yeah, more natural. There you go. Uh, but uh, talking Pirate Baseball here today, how about the names we saw enter the portal uh, today, Scooter? C.J. Boyd, uh, you had Bradley Wilson, and uh, Resic, Joey Resic as well. Um, any thoughts on, on those names leaving the program? You know, it always sucks when some guys decide to leave, but, you know, these are three three guys that put in a lot of work for this club. You know, C.J. Boyd had some big at-bats this season, a lot of key spots. You saw Joey Resig pinch run a couple times this year, and then Bradley Wilson, pitching-wise, had a couple of good performances this year, but, you know, wished him all the best and wherever they decide to go. And, you know, it's always – they're still Pirates. That's what I always say is they're still Pirates, and there will always be a Pirate no matter what. Joey Resig getting some action in the – postseason for ECU. I know, I know I was out in the jungle getting some video for Pirate Radio. There was one game, I want to say it was one of the games in the regional, he got a jungle jump from the guys out there. So uh, getting some some action in the postseason. Yep, and you know, like I said, you know, they're always they they will always be Pirates and they definitely gave it all they had to this program and you can't thank them enough for that. How about the, you know, Bryson Worrell, Jake Kuchmaner, uh Ben Newton and Nick Logish? The names that yes. are out uh, as far as graduating seniors, super seniors. Uh, so those guys gone. And then you got the MLB draft. And Zach Agno is probably overshadowed by Bryson Worrell, but the run he was on in the postseason, he lived on base. And he did it the other night as well. Uh, maybe a Mayhew, maybe Spivey. you got to kind of look to the draft now and see – 
uh if we'll be losing any guys via the draft yeah and i think there is a couple names you mentioned zach agnos just because of the way he's played over the past couple years cj mayhew you know a guy who has been drafted i think he was drafted last season and decided to come back and there's a lot of names i think that you'll have to watch for that but uh you know obviously a good recruiting class it seems coming in for this club and uh very excited about the future and man credit to ben newton playing all those games at catcher i think Igo pointed out may have taken the glasses off the other night and somebody suspected maybe they were fogging up on him i don't know if that was the case but man he talk about unsung heroes the job he did and and the good news is the pirates do have some talent at that catcher position for next year yeah and you know credit to ben for the job he did especially you know just kind of jumping into that everyday role after at the beginning of the year we saw him only when jake kuchmaner was on the mound and you know justin wilcoxon had some defensive issues behind the plate but you know ben newton being the senior stepped into that role and really excelled and you know his defense you know kind of gets overshadowed because of the way he hit the ball this year and especially in this later half of the year ben newton's offense i think was a large part of what got the pirates to where they were and uh bryson world leaves a big hole obviously in the lineup but the job he does in center field i saw steven igo love to do a way too early projection for ecu baseball 2023 i think he put lane hoover shifted him over to center field but we'll see what they do but world man we know we missed the offensive numbers but what he does in center is amazing oh yeah and you know just you know we were lucky to have him come back this year because he had a chance to leave last year and sign i think cliff said for like twenty thousand dollars with someone last season but uh you know credit for what he did because not only offensively but defensively was such a huge part of this club and you know defensively this team's gonna be i think in pretty good shape next season also offensively uh maybe uh, an addition portal wise you know about the recruiting class coming in but also getting back riley johnson too right that's going to be huge for this team he was a guy that was in the lineup before he got hurt yeah i mean he was a starter on this club at the beginning of the year before he got hurt and you know that was a person that i think a lot of people forgot uh, forgot about just because it happened so early in the season when he got hurt but that's a quality bat and a quality defensive player as well for this club and there are guys on this roster right now that are going to turn into stars going to be the next carter spivey who came along slowly and got better gradually so uh, scooter any of those names pop out like young young arms young players you're excited to see grow get a full off season and, and be better next year yeah pitching wise i think you know definitely trey savage is a name that we saw a lot this year but didn't have a lot of long outings but yeah. got the pirates out of a bunch of jams this year i think wyatt lunsford shakeman's another one that's going to be continuing to grow and then one that we didn't see or two i should say that we saw didn't see this year uh charlie hodges and also eric ritchie were two that were out due to injury this year but have heard really good things about both of them so hopefully once they get rehabbed and hopefully come back next season those are two pitchers that i think are going to be good for this club and then you know defensively jacob starling was a name i think that you know kind of emerged into this lineup about halfway through the year and the job that he did defensively and at the plate you know it, it was amazing to see what starling did this year and that's one i think that's going to be fun to watch as his pirate career goes along he's got the clutch gene that's for sure now you want to just see it more consistent and for him to do that year one as a starter uh really makes you excited about his future no doubt about it and how about the the spot for lunsford shankman he comes in man i was proud of that dude almost getting out of that inning i gave him 0.01 percent chance to get through that 
meat of the Texas order without giving up a run. Pirates just, you know, short on arms, had to go to them. And I think to get that experience came so close to getting out of that inning, and who knows what happens, but that'll prove to be valuable, I think, moving forward for him. Oh, yeah, and that's the kid who's got a very electric fastball, too, you know, for a freshman throwing 92-93 like he was. And, you know, with him not having a lot of outings this year, he's got a lot to grow on, but I think that's an arm that's going to be a key piece of this Pirate Club going forward. Charlie ran through all the names, got a ton of guys playing summer ball we're going to keep up with uh, this summer scooter. And every time that comes up, I think about Alec Burleson, who was good as a freshman, but then went to that Cal Ripken Junior League and turned into Babe Ruth and never stopped hitting. And uh, there's going to be somebody that does that this summer, and those things can carry over into uh, the winter and and into next season. Oh, yeah, and summer ball, you know, traditionally is a good thing for college players to go to. And it's going to be, you know, like you said, a couple, not a couple, a lot that are playing summer ball this year. You know, Josh Moreland's playing up in the Cape Cod League, which is always one of the biggest ones to watch. A few play in the Coastal Plain League as well. So it's going to be fun to see how they do during the summer and cool to watch them go forward in the summer as well little league baseball and little league softball will be on the menu uh for scott rogers so what's uh what where are we at now in the greenville little league uh schedule we will be starting our league playoffs uh this saturday so a full slate of games at elm street park and also the perkins complex on saturday and uh winding down the little league season and all stars will be here in just a couple weeks yeah it's a big deal around here so you go playoffs you go city championship and then on to all stars and, and we'll see what happens from there. That's right. And, you know, obviously All-Star season, very exciting. Uh, we will be hosting the 9-11 to district tournament this year at Elm Street and also the 8-10 to year old state tournament as well. So tack on those two and then also the Little League Softball World Series in August. And it's going to be a, uh, <laughs> another fun summer at Elm Street Park. We'll get you and uh, Brian Weingartz on as we get closer to that date and uh, talk all about it. Because I know you are excited about it. You've had it here before, but now you'll get to open it up internationally, right? It'll be even bigger this year. Yep, we'll have four international teams and uh you know as of right now no attendance limits and we're not hopefully expecting any of those to happen this year so really excited to have our first real full little league softball world series this summer well scooter uh just like when the canes lost in the playoffs i was done with hockey now i'm done with college baseball <laughs> are you gonna keep watching it you still got interest in it i'll watch it a little bit and try to keep up but uh you know very excited about what the atlanta braves are doing right now with that win streak. that's right i haven't been able to keep up with the braves a lot this year just because been so uh, busy with ecu but uh excited to start following them again and really jump in with this winning streak <laughs> Yeah, sounds like a bandwagon there. <laughs> no, yeah, let's keep this thing rolling. And by the way, people are bummed out about Ozzy. Hey, have the Braves ever won a World Series when a star went down middle of the year? Exactly. It happened last year, folks, so, so watch out. All right. Um, Before we let Scooter go. I have one more question, but well, this oh, is... Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this is not for public consumption. <laughs> is it what you're talking about here, or is it? Is it okay? <laughs> it stems from... A conversation earlier on the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to mention it. Okay, you, you could mention it. Oh boy, was it, ask the final question to Scooter. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, okay, because I got distracted by this. Oh well, Dan, I was going to give a shout out to Scooter because he's mentioning this, but oh, Danny okay. Bill he messages me and says, "Chandler, don't give me a pity follow, buddy. <laughs> Just messing with you. LOL. You're the man, brother. Keep killing it and tell Clip and Scooter I say hello. Hey, Danny. So, so hello, he is Danny. T- he is tuned in to Pirate Radio. Thanks for tuning in, Danny. Appreciate it. Are you going to unfollow him? No. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Scooter, do you got any uh, cool like celebrity follows on Twitter now that you're a celebrity? Uh, yes, actually. The How one, I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, Vic- one of the guys from Sunday Night Baseball actually followed me. Uh, 
God, I can't wow, you are big time the hell out of them right now. My mind has gone blank, and I can't remember who it was. But it was, I think we were at uh, we were at Elod this year when it happened, and I looked at my phone. And I'm like, God, he just followed me. I was like, Is this real? And uh, that was pretty cool. But yes, it's it's been uh, fun to interact with so many guys like that this weekend and you know this past weekend greg olson who was doing color broadcast came in and started asking me for notes on danny bill and i'm like this is a first round pick and uh, former major leaguer asked me for notes for broadcast and it was kind of came full circle there with that it was pretty cool i remember him uh with the o's back in the day greg with two g's olson uh on the baseball side of things scooter awesome job this year man and uh i don't know you, you back next year hopefully so we'll see all right so that is tbd we'll uh we'll see if scooter's back oh i remember my question the most important question is coach o safe and is he back in greenville i believe so i think he flew in last night is what i heard i am big (laughs) he's he's got a a full beard (laughs) his shirt is like ripped he's got like blood and dirt all over him He's back from For Corvallis. God's sakes, take me to vote it right now. <laughs> he was out in Corvallis a long time. He's a different man now that he's back in Greenville. I'm back. <laughs> we got to get Coach O on. Because that was the long the, the regional that lasted the longest, right? The Super Regional. It lasted on into Monday night. It did. All right. Uh, Scooter, thanks for hanging out, bud. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you later this summer. Scott Rogers joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, keep the baseball talk going with Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. That's on the way. More Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. And as we head back into PRL, uh, Clip, I have a minor league update for you. What kind of update? A minor league update for you. All right. As uh, former Pirate Bryant Packard had a big day today as the uh, West Michigan Whitecaps drubbed the Peoria Chiefs 12-4 earlier this afternoon, which uh, Peoria, by the way, has another former Pirate on the team, Thomas Francisco. Franny. Uh, Franny did not play today. He actually played last night, went one for three with an RBI. Pack went four for five with an RBI today. And uh, that is his, I believe that's his 13th RBI of the season. So he's been battling injuries this year. So good to see him back in the lineup. That's awesome. And uh, great dude. Still keep in touch with him. Got to get him back on the show at some point soon. Speaking of that, Shane Carden said he's ready to uh, to join the show. I saw his response to your tweet. And every time I ask him, he's busy. So I think he's just doing that for show. Oh, is that is that it? Yeah. Wow. Nah, he'll be he'll probably come. Wow. On uh, we'll talk a little pirate football with Patrick Mason before he gets out of here on a Wednesday. But uh, 
patrick you're giving off some cool vibes today man <laughs> hey you're cool man I'll, you're coming out of your shell a little bit a little bit it's good to see yeah and uh and welcome back to the studio what's up <laughs> for sure yeah it's, it's good sup, to bro. Sup, bro. <laughs> what's you slamming over there man we slamming black over? coffee yeah, yeah. hell yeah cool, cool. That's cool. Cool. i don't have a coaster though so don't accuse me of not respecting wood. hey bro you can have my you can have my coaster <laughs> take bro. mine dude take <laughs> nah, mine <laughs> take my coaster bro all right patrick wild weekend at clark leclerc stadium you're, that's the video you're gonna use cj <laughs> that was nothing no, i've seen it now <laughs> Sorry. CJ was trying to make a promo video, and we were just screwing around like a bunch of screw-arounds. The video um, is just cool kid Patrick Mason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fellow young kids. By the way, that Steve Buscemi was in that meme, the fellow young kids. Uh-huh. How about, I, for the? I, I'm ashamed to say this, and I feel like I've watched some of it, but never all the way through. Up until last night, I had never watched Fargo from beginning to end. I haven't either. Good. I'm glad to hear you say that. <laughs> and these young kids probably haven't either. Chandler, you well, you don't watch anything. CJ, you ever seen Fargo? It is awesome. Never like, seen that. I left that movie thinking I want to watch this again. And I've watched the TV show on FX. Interesting. Um, but it is a great movie. So uh, Fargo, you've all heard of it. Go watch it if you haven't. Patrick, check it out. <laughs> all right. Uh, and Steve Buscemi, great actor. Yeah. I liked him in Boardwalk Empire. Have not seen that. I thought about maybe diving into that. Yeah. Well, uh, just because Bushimi's in it. Wanted to rewatch Reservoir Dogs, but instead, what did I watch? Started. I don't even remember. All right, uh, Patrick. Baseball season's over. It is. Yeah, I know it's. Speak, it's speak on that. It, it feels like there's a hole, right? Like a <laughs> hole in my life at, since what February or something. It feels like every day. Yeah. <laughs> of baseball. And what to do with myself. These last few weeks have just been like nonstop game or talking about a game or recapping a game or something, looking forward to a game. And yeah, Monday did have an empty feeling to it where we're starting to we were going over the grief like Monday we were sad. Yesterday we were kinda mad today about ready to accept it right i think time heals all <laughs> that's what they say right <laughs> yeah but yeah it, it did feel like that on monday you're just kind of like like a directionless ship just kind of motoring around like not knowing what to do as a sports fan as a sports writer patrick you i, I said this yesterday you the sports are great because the ultimate reality tv you never know what's going to happen but you've watched enough games and seen enough circumstances that when the pirates have a lead on saturday see that lead slip away texas wins on a walk-off you just feel like well that might be it i mean did you have that feeling leaving the park saturday yeah definitely a little bit i mean i was never fully on board that they were done because i figured they would hit i mean they hit all weekend but it definitely had that feeling of like man this was the best shot they had and it just kind of you know sucked to waste that shot but you know you still had the another day to play but you know it just it definitely had that little sinking feeling of like man we were right there and i remember asking you about four hours into that delay on sunday like who's pushing for this thing to be played tonight (laughs) and it it was and it was fine they played we got home at two o'clock whatever but i was kind of strange i thought that they had that long of a delay and didn't say, all right, let's just come back tomorrow at noon or something. For sure. And I wonder if just because they had started it, like maybe they didn't want to have like a suspended game the next day. And But, and, you know, at the end of the day, like five hours waiting around almost felt like a whole nother day at that point. I know. It was a <laughs> it was a long one. But you got to really experience East Carolina postseason baseball. We had, we had way too nice of days for 
what six straight baseball postseason days four in the regional two in the super yeah they were due and we finally got it right we avoided all sorts of bad weather anything any sort of delay really right yeah. i mean that doesn't happen often in the afternoons eastern north carolina yeah but it all it all we all paid for it that you know whatever that was yeah we saw a storm we waited for a storm that never came and uh <laughs> and then finally got some baseball in how about the uh the performances uh over the weekend what i don't know what individuals stood out to you what are your like lasting memories going to be from the greenville super regional um i think really just the way that they kept up with that offense i think just the way they hit i thought that was pretty impressive because i mean they matched them swing for swing you know they matched texas with everything they had i guess up until that last day which i thought was was pretty special and got down the first two games and and came back yeah that was a two nothing each time and, and came right back and i thought that was just probably the biggest part of it just not you know not being a prisoner of the moment there and just saying hey you know we can hit this is what we've done all year and and they were in a great spot i loved that i mean i'll take my chances with terwilliger on the mound and a lead and him uh, preserving that lead it just didn't happen texas is too dang good top right. to bottom yeah i mean texas beat all of the best relievers right i mean spivey terwilliger you know sailor too i mean what more can you ask for just throwing your guys out there who got it done all year um, I mean, sometimes they're going to get hit. That's what, you know, hitters do. But, yeah, you can't feel bad about just going down swinging with your best guys. Was there ever a more predictable home run in the history of baseball than Melendez <laughs> on Sunday with what? Was it a 2-0 count? Yep. Runners on? like Man on first and second. I, I, I tweeted trouble about 10 seconds before. I mean, you just saw it coming, right? <laughs> Definitely, especially with that hitter's count. I mean, you had to you had to come in at him, and I mean, that dude just hits bombs. That's and it got out does. quick. It did. I mean, it was in a hurry. Jacob Jenkins Coward has a long, looping swing, and it's, it, it's cool to watch. And Melendez is, like, effortless. Like, it doesn't even look like he's putting a lot into it. Yeah, I think, was it that home run he hit? Was it Friday? And just... It got it. on Charles Boulevard? Right. I mean, if you look at that swing, though, it's just so short, compact, just boom you know it's nothing looks like he's not really trying to hit it a mile but he certainly does and in a in an era of players having their own celebrations flipping doing all this stuff he is uh very stoic right did you talk to him at all this weekend was he made available uh sunday he was like he's is he how did he talk like he seems like a very like laid back kind of quiet dude and that's exactly how he came off as well and they actually the pitcher is tristan stevens really dominated that that post game he talked a bunch um yeah melendez was kind of just like you know listening to his coach and teammates and he'd you know chime in here and there but you know he wasn't just like beating his chest like hey i'm i'm this dude he just kind of like yeah you know i just hit the ball i mean if i hit 32 home runs this year y'all couldn't tell me nothing like (laughs) right i'd I'd have eight chains on you know it it, i will say this though the whole interview it kind of looked like he had this like little smile kind of on his face that you know he just had this little smirk but i don't think it was anything bad it's just kind of how he was just kind of enjoying the moment because this you know his coach just kept calling him the best player in the country all year and he's just sitting there like yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's me yeah why talk about yourself when everybody else talks about you exactly i guess yeah um but uh they did have they had some great players man They, they were good top to bottom even when you got down to that bottom of the order the the dylan campbell hitting eighth came up huge on saturday uh that Faltini dude hitting ninth 100 strikeouts but he's batting like almost 300 (laughs) so it's crazy he's playing uh modern day major league baseball he's king and hitting home (laughs) runs basically that's right how about their arms not super impressive and i say that because we face vandy and louisville and past supers 
uh and the pirates were able to get to him unfortunately couldn't get to stevens maybe they wanted to see another lefty they were hitting the lefties good uh they couldn't were. hit the righty stevens yeah and i think this is kind of how they were they they were solid starters but i wouldn't say they were you know lights out amazing um and the bullpen you know everyone threw 95 miles an hour it just wasn't accurate but yeah i mean it, it was i wouldn't say like you'd you'd say wow like this pitching staff dominated everything it was just i think that they just were allowed to keep that team in it enough to hit over anything and that's what they did. You've seen East Carolina. You've seen all their opponents. So you haven't seen everybody that's in Omaha, but do you like Texas' chances to, to win it all with the team they have? I think it's hard not to just be favorable about them. I mean, they can hit. I, I've never seen a lineup like that, 1-9, yeah. just rake. Yeah. My nine-hole hitter hit his 15th home run on Saturday or Sunday. Sunday. I, mean, I think they had at least – hitting 15 home runs. Yeah, I think they had at least five guys with at least 10 home runs which is i mean that's that's impressive one of my favorite hobbies is reading an opposing team's message board after they lose to east carolina so i did that on friday night and it was a lot of fun and <laughs> by, they wanted to fire pierce they hate allen their pitching coach they want him out <laughs> gotta get rid of him uh and i saw a ton of people say we are wasting the greatest hitting team hitting performance in texas history this year and we're not even going to make it to Omaha. Like, they were done. The season was over. But it was just funny to listen <laughs> to them talk uh, about how awesome the, the hitting was, but how terrible the coaches are. And this is, uh, they are an embarrassment to Texas baseball. And, and here we go. That stuff's so silly, especially in college, because, like, what is a coach going to do? Like, put in some other 20 year old kid who's going to do, you know, you know I, what I, I mean? It's like, yes, you, you have what that. you have. And, you know, but I guess everyone just goes goes crazy they overreact yes hey you're in the super regional like what are you doing <laughs> hey uh, it makes it fun but it is hilarious to read that stuff uh by the way i've not visited that forum since friday night probably a good thing if uh if you were to torture me if you if i was arrested and they said we have to do something this guy would absolutely hate it would be read the opposing team's message board after they beat east carolina that would be my least favorite thing just tape your eyes open and stare at this thing (laughs) just yeah the the screen scrolls down all right let's uh take a break we'll come back more with patrick mason here uh on pirate radio live and more with chandler honeycutt he's gonna really chime in a lot next segment and uh put together a good segment so looking forward to that as well more to go prl on a wednesday after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live Wednesday. Stephen Igo coming up hour three of today's show. We have updated the Igo intro song. And uh, we are. It's a good one. We're bringing back the uh, position preview today. We are talking quarterbacks with Igo. So, uh. I think music artists should do this, where they do a song, 
and each week they add to, they add a lyric or add like a line to the song yeah it's really become one of my favorite things because it just keeps going and gets longer every week and you're right chandler like if uh i don't know who's cool now machine gun kelly <laughs> <laughs> all right hold on i'll just no. go back to uh to foo fighters i seem to land on them a lot but if they put out a song that was like a minute and then they just keep adding uh you know 20 seconds to it and, mm-hmm. and re-releasing it and uh, i think that'd be a good idea here's the story. final draft and it's the fun, the whole song all right so ah uh, tony dunn chiming in uh i don't know this was my idea because no way tony could have had an idea as good as this one uh says that but we take it we now have it as our idea uh he says george kittle believes the nfl should implement another bye week to combat the physical toll of a 17-week season and i said if they ever go to more games than 16 which they don't need but if they do which they have just have another bye week. Do a bye week in the first eight weeks. Do a bye week in the second eight weeks, and do it that way. Uh, but that is uh, not the case. But now that Kittle's on it, maybe more people will uh, get involved in that. So today, uh, Patrick, I've been asking people their all-time favorite ECU quarterback, most underrated quarterback. So you don't have an ECU background. You went to um, Iowa. Iowa, correct. Brad Banks. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Bears haven't had a good quarterback in your lifetime. No, that probably in their lifetime either. <laughs> Sid Luckman is he? Is that the old guy? Uh, There's a lot of cool traditions in college football. Iowa probably has one of the best uh, with the the Children's Hospital mm-hmm. on the side. It yeah, waving to it, and it's the like uh, the end of the third or the, I think or, end of the first quarter. End of the first quarter that everybody like turns and waves and at all the children in the hospital. That's pretty cool. So when you went to school there, who? Well, when did you go to school there? Uh, I graduated in 2012. So that like my they quarterback, good? yeah, they they were good. They went to the Orange Bowl. Um, Ricky Stanzi, oh uh, yeah, was, was our guy. They had Sean Green as a running back too. He was a little bulldozer for a while. Sean Green was just so boring. You know, like worked, in the NFL, yeah. Like oh, when he went sure. to the Jets, like he was just like a 2.3 yards per carry guy. Yeah, just a bowling ball and just fall forward. A lot of that might <laughs> have to do with playing with the Jets, though. I don't know. Um, I would say possible. So, all right, we'll just go like all over the place. It doesn't have to be Iowa or Chicago, but who is your all-time favorite quarterback? Not the best quarterback ever, but watching football, who's your all-time favorite? Man, I probably Mike Vick. <laughs> okay, I mean, part of it too probably stems from like just growing up like playing Madden too. Yeah. I mean, he was always like a cheat code to have, but he was just fun, you know, fun to watch. You were the kid that got him and scrambled around? <laughs> no, like that's the thing. Like we didn't have to like, make a rule with your friends before. Yeah. Like no picking the Eagles. Right. Or, you know, whatever. Um, who well, this wouldn't make sense. Is there a underrated uh Iowa Bears a quarterback that you can think of that you liked? Like that wasn't that good but you liked as a player? Um, I mean, aside from Ricky Stanzi, I guess he was mild, uh, mild uh, NFL career. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're just – I actually like their tight ends. You know, they got a lot of tight ends and stuff. <laughs> tight but, end you. But, I mean, that Iowa offense is just brutal to watch. So Yeah. What's your uh, all-time favorite play involving an Iowa or Bears quarterback? Ooh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that one time when Jay Cutler handed the ball off to Thomas Jones. Or? Yep. <laughs> that was a great play i don't know it maybe not even iowa or chicago but i used to like the denver broncos back in the day with like terrell davis and john elway when they were good um surprised i didn't know you were that old <laughs> how well, old of a gentleman are you uh 31 okay 
So yeah, so I think they were what it was like ninety eight. That was so late I was 90s. like a little kid. Yeah. So I, I like that team. All right, how, how about did you go to a lot of Iowa football games? Yeah, I, like every one when I was a student. What opposing quarterback had the best performance against Iowa that you saw live? Um, who were you know the Big what? Ten QBs then? It was probably Kirk Cousins when he played for Michigan you like that? State. Michigan you like that? So I went to the, the Big Ten title game that year in Indianapolis. And, oh, cool! And they were about to win, and of course he just mounts this like ridiculous like seven minute drive to beat Iowa, and it was so disappointing. Like we were all ready to party and have fun afterward, and we just like trudged back to the hotel. People yelling at us in our face. What a bummer! <laughs> Kirk, but it was cousins. It was Kirk Cousins, oh, man. That. You like that? Thank you, Kirk. You like that? All right. Uh, Patrick did not like that. I did not. You uh, again. We are kind of turning the page here, trying to uh, to get away from from baseball, moving on to football. You ready for some uh, pirate football? I am. I mean, everything I've heard, especially you know when people were comparing uh, this weekend's atmosphere to what Dowdy Ficklin is like. You know, just kind of the yep. noise. Like I'm really looking forward to see that. Really looking forward to see, you know, just the atmosphere around those games too, as well as you know the on product or on field product, which is supposed to be pretty good. We were talking before you came on. I asked you, are you ready to finally cover an ECU football game? Actually, your first day at the Daily Reflector was covering ECU Cincinnati. Yeah, and uh, that was a pretty good crowd. It was a rowdy uh, crowd. It was a rowdy crowd, but now come September third, I think it'll be <laughs> twice as ten times more rowdy. Uh, so how excited are you finally getting to see an atmosphere like that? Yeah, I'm really excited. And also, you know, opening day just first off brings a lot of people, but then you know the opponent even adds heaps more of that onto it. So I'm I'm just really looking forward to it and really looking forward to you know finally cover a season from start to finish. What uh, any plans for the summer as far as work? Um, personal life yeah i'll probably i'm gonna you know obviously take maybe some time vacation but i'm gonna probably focus on writing some more like profiles and features and stuff like actually gonna be in tomorrow's paper one of the Pitt community college kids is, was named an all-american um and he actually committed to coastal carolina so i wrote a cool story about that i'm probably just gonna search for stuff like that to write and you know, good do stuff. Some more so he's gonna grow pieces. his hair out do a mullet diet blonde diet blonde bat flip you know all the all the rest get a cool necklace <laughs> all the uh, jock peterson you know, outfit <laughs> uh did you see where jock peterson's teammates all wore shirts that said putting a guy on the ir in fantasy football is not cheating something to that effect <laughs> this fantasy football thing's gotten out of control yes. which it's uh are you into that stuff uh fantasy football yeah yeah, yeah I, am. I am as well um and I got to start. I hate being the commissioner. Are you a commissioner of a league? No, thankfully not. It sucks. Not. No, it's brutal. It's gotta, already enough work as it is. I got to get all the keeper stuff ready. I got to start doing that now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's keeper season. Time to make some decisions. Time to start looking at rankings and all that mess. Uh, I actually took over a, a team. It's a dynasty league, but this league has defensive players, like individual yeah, defensive players, and that is like it's way too much. Like you know, you're figuring out what linebacker to start, and I'm like, you know, what are we doing here? And I don't know if the it's the best strat. I always just take those guys late and try to stack my roster. I don't know how much it hurts or helps if you don't have the top five linebacker in the league or whatever. Right. But, all right, well, hey, that's something else we can talk about uh, this summer. Yeah. Patrick's fantasy football. Who is, uh, I haven't even looked at rankings this year. Who's the number one QB? Let's you know, take I'm, a look. It's probably, it's always some guy who has a mix of throwing and some legs. But, you know, I, 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 I wonder how Herbert is up there this year. Yes. Well, here's the overall Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, uh, McCaffrey, Cook. Let me see where they got the first quarterback. It is uh, Josh Allen. There you go. Running and passing. Makes sense. Herbert, number two. Mahomes, 
and then you get to Lamar, Kyler Murray, Calamari, Burrow, Hurts, and uh, and the list from there. So Jalen Hurts keeps rising the fantasy football. I had him last year in a league, and it, it was great. He'd have 215 passing yards and a rushing touchdown yeah. and 80 rushing yards, and it worked out. It's so weird, the disconnect of like what makes a good fantasy player versus like an actual good player on a team. <laughs> and when you talk about football now, it kind of it creeps into that. Like If somebody's a good player, but you never see him in your fantasy lineup or – against you playing you kind of write them off but you know it's it's a completely different deal for sure patrick mason joining us in the pirate radio studios chandler what you got what you got you got anything i asked my question you got a master shirt on yeah actually i'll give a plug to one of our awesome sponsors here i got it from uh tailgate classics down the road here on evan street so go check them out you know the u.s open is begins tomorrow no tiger woods no tiger but harold is playing at seven something in the morning oh gosh he'll some, be teeing off some of those live guys can play too right that's so right really interesting to see that reaction you know when they go up to the and what a mess that's been yeah <laughs> i saw a prop bet called you only live once or something like that where and it's uh mickelson it's like all the live guys if one of those guys wins you get like plus 250 odds or something on it <laughs> so yeah and and that's been a topic we'll talk about it more with mark greenhill's golf shop radio show on friday but uh those guys are able to play i guess in the u.s open but they won't be playing on the regular pga tournaments what's your mm-hmm. thoughts on that by the way have you do you pay much attention to that how much of a I, golf I've, guy are you i i play golf but i i only watch like the <laughs> i only watch you know maybe sunday at the we'll Masters. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge golf fan, but I, I try to play. I'm not that good, but um, I, honestly, like, obviously, they're getting peppered with questions about the, you know, morality of all this. But I, I basically, I wish someone comes out and say, "Hey, man, they gave me 150 million. What do you, what do you want from me?" Yeah, the, I, I just want them to be honest about it because that's that's really the reason why they're doing it. And the kind of honest answer is, I, I just did what's best for my family, which means I got a lot of money right. for my family. But nobody comes out and says what exactly that is, which is the money. But there's nothing really to compare it to in major pro sports, though, right? Like, I mean, there's less golf to be played, right? I know Dustin. There was it Dustin Johnson that said that he like the schedule's better. Yeah, like he and the pot is way larger. There's only three days in the tournament. Guaranteed money is better, I think, for each uh, appearance and all that. I guess the USFL, didn't they try to go head-to-head like before our time, before we were born? So it would be something similar to that. Like They threw a lot of money at um, was it Eric Dickerson, maybe, and then people like that. But like now, nobody's going to try to come up with a new Major League Baseball or NFL or NBA in-season while they're in-season. You see all these uh, NFL, all these football leagues, but they don't try to go head-to-head, toe-to-toe. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, people just want to watch the best at their sport, you know? I mean, if you have these offshoot leagues and it just has some second-tier players, like, yeah. why would you tune in? Hey, here's a comparison, CJ. Is Live and PGA Tour comparable to WWE and AEW? AEW started up, a lot of money. Got some big names in there and has been able to compete. Look at you go, Clip. That I think I good. just came up with a comparison. I that was you got good. something there. I think I did. I it. think you got something. Patrick, you're a wrestling guy? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Do you look down on wrestling fans like CJ? No, I he's, don't. I just I just never really continued following it. But you do look down on him, though. <laughs> That's what he's really saying. 
Where's Igo? He needs to go run in on you. <laughs> What's going on? Give us a quick uh, wrestling update. Uh, what are the storylines? CM Punk just got injured and let go of the AEW title. Roman Reigns is off TV for the next two months, and he's got both world titles in WWE. <laughs> so every champion's out. Mm-hmm. All right. Only old Brock Lesnar. Things are going great. And there's a new Vince McMahon story that people might yes, be interested in. Yes, there is. So, Glenn's on it. Check that out. <laughs> it's not a great story. Mm-mm. And he's not giving any money to ECU, so nobody cares. <laughs> All right, Patrick, thanks for hanging out. Good to uh, hang out with you for way too long on Sunday in the press box. It was a good time. <laughs> as much as a good time as you can have. Ready to talk ECU football with you coming up this That's, later this summer and yeah. into the fall. That's right. And uh, I said we would do like some big baseball, major league baseball segment every Wednesday, and we've never done it. So we'll continue to not do that every week, too. <laughs> well, the White Sox are finally playing better. Good. The Tigers pitched three position players for the final three innings today. It was uh, just brutal to watch. Oh, uh, didn't the, did the fans revolt against La Russa recently? Yeah, they fired Tony Chance. And, I mean, when did you guys see he walked a guy with two strikes? Molly was talking about <laughs> it. Was it Trey Turner or whatever? He walked to get to Muncie. And then he hit a three-run bomb. Yeah. I mean, just insane decisions. <laughs> well, he's an old man. Leave him he alone. He is an old man. <laughs> he means well. We should leave the White Sox alone. How about that? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Patrick. Enjoyed it, man. Yep. We'll uh, take a time out. Come back. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. Stephen Igo. Position preview. Got a lot to go. And we got a good giveaway today, too, right? AJ's on the line. So uh, you can win a gift card to AJ's in Hour 3. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live, hour number three of today's program. As we roll along... On a hot eastern North Carolina day. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chan Man. I go. Wow, a live performance. Shirley, let's hit the intro for our next guest. I go. I go. I go. I go. He's the one you know. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, he's good at MLB the show. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Where did Chandler go? I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. I'm sitting. 
thing right here, bro. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. This song continues to grow. Dun, 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 dun. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Can we just get back to the show? I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Hi, this is Mike Arashko. I go, I go, I go, I go. All right. Nicely done. Easily the best the best line yet. I'm glad you made it back for the end because I was so disappointed that you left. I thought you were going what, to stay you go to the bathroom. I was looking for some water, but there is no water, so you don't need water. You don't need water. Overrated. You don't need water. Overrated. I'll just have a dry, raspy voice the rest of the show. That sounded like uh, an old Halloween guest we used to have called named Igor. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, that was uh, something we did back in the day. Uh, Steven, welcome. How you doing? Doing pretty well, guys. How are y'all doing? Good. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty yeah. damn good. Hi, hi, nice hi. shirt. Thank you, buddy. How you feeling? Uh, and what happened to your elbow? So uh, I don't know. Some kind get of it up. skin condition. Oh, okay. It looks like you like fell Eczema. down the stairs. The weird part is I have them on both sides of my oh, arms. Wow. I get them like every... It's probably from sitting in this chair. Well, I mean, I've had it for a while. Uh, Could be... Uh, I might be dying. I don't know. But hopefully not tim mcgraw said live like you're dying and that's exactly what I'm i mean doing. you did say something about dying last week and if we would continue to oh if it. i die don't play the song is that what it was don't continue the there song? was some don't continue the song yeah. the yeah. song's over if someone dies right. correct we'll end it on mike oresco <sighs> shane kern by the way speaking of the aac we have some new friends and guess what they're old friends oh, they're great they're great uh commissioner mike oresco has announced the american has finalized entrance agreements with its with its six incoming member institutions they will officially join the conference july 1 2023 they are the UAB Blazers. Familiar phones. I, I need applause um, after every name. Right. Wasn't this already like known? I mean, everybody's kind of known this for a while. When they were going to enter and who the teams are. Like, why is it such a big deal? The Charlotte 49ers. Wow, if you can finally bust to a conference opponent. The FAU Owls. Give it some bread. Yeah, Florida Atlantic. Yeah, baby. Add another Owls to the conference. The eyes of Texas are upon us. How about the North Texas Mean The Green. eyes of Texas. <laughs> One Owls not enough. Rice Owls, come on down. Come on down. Give them some praise. I got it. You remember the Alamo? I do. You will when you make a trip to San Antonio to see the UTSA Roadrunners. Yeah. Welcome to the American. All right. There you go. And the American just went from one of the best no, G5's conference to one of the worst. Ah. 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 These teams do not fire me up at all. That is true. Um... Matt, is the Mountain West still strong? I mean, they got Boise. Strong. I mean, I think the Sun Belt's the best. Like that's crazy. League. Now that's crazy. 
I mean, like if I if it wasn't for the money, and I get it, ECU is going to make considerably more money in the American than any other conference. But the right. Sun Belt makes a, a lot more sense for ECU. Sun Belt, they got their Fun Belt thing, but they they had a they, we're in a nice renaissance of Sun Belt football at the moment. But uh, great baseball, yeah. Uh, hoops, I think not great, right? Hoops, not great. Yeah. So uh, ECU again, perfect fit. We're in the best. Hips, non-power five conference. <laughs> yeah, I agree. With and we got the worst team in that conference. <coughs> Who's that? ECU. Oh. Nah, <laughs> South Florida. Okay, all right. Uh, we're not at the bottom. So there you go. So who's leaving? I go. You got your Cougars of Houston. You got UCF. You got Cincinnati. Is that it? That's it. That is all that's leaving from the American. So um, we go from how many teams to how many teams? Go from. 11 to 14 wait Quarter. yeah yeah, 11 yeah, yeah. To 14 yeah. that's it you can tell we're, we're all really strong in math 11 to 14 in what sport <laughs> football that, okay because right. they did not they got rid of divisions because a team left which would be uconn you're subtracting three and you're adding six no you did the math perfect there that's good stuff so and here's the other thing like you look at charlotte's rollout for their new long-term facility expansion plan part of the reason the american invited these teams in was because they had to have a long-term plan so charlotte is going to invest utsa is going to invest north texas all these schools are going to invest and there's a very real possibility they all take a major leap so it's not like ecu can just sit back here it's not a sexy addition like i just said you know it doesn't really it's not riveting but just like Houston, UCF, all these teams were at one point below ECU back in the day, but they continue to invest. Now the American wants these other big market schools to do the same. It doesn't mean ECU can just let off the gas and quit investing and quit uh, improving its athletic facilities and budget and all that sort of stuff. Otherwise, they'll just continue to get passed by uh, more schools. Steven, I go hoist the colors joining us. Uh, I want to tell Steven this. I did something last night to contribute to your business, to your website. You listen to the. I did not listen to Jack Squat. Wow. What I did was read three different articles. You just released one yesterday with the sophomores to watch. I read the juniors to watch. And then I said, you know what? Might as well complete the trifecta. I I read the seniors one as well. Great articles. So let's let's see uh, your retention here. Give me one senior, one junior, one sophomore to watch uh, from those articles. All right. One senior was Miles Berry. That's correct. A junior was, um, I think, um, Hickman. Mike Hickman? No. He's a sophomore. All right. So he's a part of the sophomore. I just can't remember. Juan Powell was a a junior. He's a sophomore as well. Dang it! Now, in reality, to your defense, these guys should be juniors because of the COVID year. (laughs) Right, Coach, Coach Smith. But I am three for three on people that you mentioned in those yeah, articles. Yeah, it is. I mean, I did name 30 players. I, so. I do remember, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> see, uh, you see had, are you, this is what happens. You're trying to be a good guy, get I'm support just the picking website, on him, man. And yeah, you're getting anyway. absolutely crushed. You know who a junior was that I was surprised was a junior? Sean Dorso. There you go. Uh, good call. That you highlighted in there. A uh, safety who has played yeah. a big part in this ECU defense. And he came in as a Juco guy in 2020. He was a sophomore then didn't count against him and so then he played last year too so really he should be a senior and as a juco guy could end up playing four years 
reading that reading those articles though it does kind of tell you how much ecu is experienced they're not the most experienced team but there's a lot of guys that have had a lot of action in the past few years steve the, Nigo, uh is a great writer i'm sorry <laughs> I, I didn't know y'all were continuing on the conversation, but I saw a former. I, tr- I tried. <laughs> I know. I'll let you get back to it. That was a bad interrupting point. I thought the... y'all were done. Um, <laughs> and I guys got something very important to say after I say this. I saw a former ECU baseball player's parent say they read one of your articles over the last couple of days and cried. So that's what Igo's doing, bringing the emotion to his Great writing. Job. So I did write that. Not th- now that we're switching gears. I, I apologize. Uh, I forget what I was even going to say. I know, my bad. Um, but it was shifting to baseball. I wrote that article on, I think, two hours sleep on Monday morning. And, like, I wrote it from the heart. You know, when I write a column, like, I have to be emotionally invested in it. More so than when I'm doing, like, an analytical, just like a basic article where I'm looking at numbers. Like, this one, I'm, like, writing from my perspective. So I'm saying thank you to the ECU baseball team. I'm thinking about, hey, I'm a sports writer. We cover so many of these games, these seasons. You get numb to it after a while. Mm -hmm. But this season, man, it was just special. It was awesome to see the way they came together. Like, it by far was not the the most talented team, the best team I've covered, but the way they played as a team was probably the best that I've covered. So, um, it just felt – even going into Sunday, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I I just think Saturday – took the wind out of their sails like even i was like and i think they're gonna find a way now they didn't find a way but it just felt like it would be that type of season but what they accomplished regardless was uh was amazing i just wanted to pay pay homage to that awesome stuff hoist the colors.net uh chandler uh i'll let you ask the question oh hey look people are like oh i don't like to read you know it's hoist the colors it's all about reading you know i don't want to read guess what folks you don't have to read there's awesome podcasts when it comes to the hoist the colors podcast and it's hosted by yours truly steven igo when's the next one i go when is that next podcast Hosted by yours truly, wouldn't that yeah, be? Yeah, that doesn't make. Yeah, hosted by the guy. Hosted by. Hosted by me. It is great because I host it. Chandler, when's now, the next podcast? Say, Man, you sound just like Stephen Igo, and I go, I know. But uh, no, seriously, when is the next podcast? The next dropping? podcast dropped last night, and um, that was our 2022 recap look back. Jay Wags, Jonathan Wagner, love a Wags pod uh, was on, and uh, Scott Lorbasher. Uh, aka butner pirate aka our analytics king of baseball talked uh, to him this weekend yeah and uh, he joined so we recapped the weekend that was talked about how awesome it was and kind of put a bow on baseball so the next podcast technically chandler will probably be some sort of football maybe a position preview maybe like a quarterback preview and i'll ask the the fans like what's your favorite moment for <laughs> a quarterback who's your favorite quarterback See all the time doing favorite opponent quarterback like best performance by an opponent that i think that would make we should some, do this on, we, we should do that on this show i think that would make for some great radio slash why don't we do this why don't we do that on the show why don't we do it right now because i want to hear Igo's answer so last night i uh, put him out there uh i go answer these questions please you don't have to i'd appreciate it if you would <clears throat> who's your all-time favorite east carolina quarterback um for me Shane Carden, because, you know, like when I was in school at ECU, he was in school. So I got to cover him, like as I was starting Hoist the Colors, kind of build a good relationship with him. And so, 
you know, Andy was really good. So it was that combination of kind of growing up, uh, going to school at the same time, and really kind of as I was growing into this role, he was growing into the ECU quarterback role. So I'd like to hear your dad's answers and your answers because it does depend on yeah. your age, right? And who I don't around. know who his would be. Probably right. Blake or Gerard. Yeah, and uh, just growing up, Gerard. I mean, for me. Because he was just a tank. Who is your? Who's the most underrated East Carolina quarterback? That one's easy for me. James Pinkney, I think, is easily the most underrated. I think if he was on a better team, he would have been one of the better quarterbacks in power history. Is there a play that stands out? Favorite quarterback play ECU? Um, which could be any play because the quarterback touches the ball. But when you first said this, I thought you meant any quarterback ever. So I went to Russell Wilson getting picked off by Magazoo. But if you're talking about an EC quarterback, uh, Dom Davis to Justin Jones, yeah, or Rob Cast to Jawan Crowell, it was Jawan Crowell. Okay, Your good. Mineshaft, miracle in the mineshaft. Uh, best performance you've seen against East Carolina live? Case Keenum. Um, every time he played ECU, <laughs> I mean, just about. Yeah, that's the one that comes to mind. Like I'm trying to think. Like there were some bad ECU teams that just got crushed by quarterbacks like, i know i'd put those out of my brain yeah like will greer west virginia just absolutely torched ecu in 18 i went with daniel evans just because it was so unexpected and he had 300 plus yards and every pass he threw was like a mile high into the air and would somehow <laughs> drop right into the the bucket of the receiver's hands the game of his life uh against what, east carolina what did will Greer do when he was at florida when we went down to did he, he do much in that game no I can't remember if he was. If he was they started trouble? another guy. Yeah, it was um, young guy Harris. Freshman Harris, I think. Yeah, he stunk. He wasn't good. <clears throat> I always get that game mixed up in the regular season game. So who? Wait. So who Driscoll started? started or uh, Driscoll came off the bench in the Jeff bowl game. Driscoll. And then the next year, I think Greer was supposed to play, and then it ended up being another quarterback. I don't know. It all. Will, Will Greer in that game, 31-24, Florida Gators win. Will Greer was 10 for 17, 151 yards, two touchdowns, and threw an interception to Bobby Fulp. I remember that. Yeah. He's no Blake Kemp. Yeah. Blake Kemp. How many yards? 34 for 54, yeah. 333 Slinging yards. Slinging it. Three touchdowns for Blake Kemp. One to Bryce. The Southpaw. Bryce had a lot of catches. I still there. remember the say. opening drive. I think he hit Davon Grayson on the touchdown. And yep. Man, that was that place got quiet quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I've put so many of those because all the best performances have come in like blowouts. So that's probably why I remember Case Keenum because like he did it multiple times in a losing effort and in a winning effort. Yeah, he uh, slung it around. Uh, let's look at some of these answers real quick, and we'll take a break and get into our uh, position preview proper. Mo, let's hear from Moe's. Mo, welcome to Moe's. Scotty Moe. Moe says uh, Marcus Crandall, his favorite, the Cran Man. Pinkney, most underrated, James. Uh, the play, Jeff Blake to Hunter Gallimore, parentheses of Gallimore. all people. I think that was Jeff Charles's call. He actually said of all people. To Gallimore. Like uh, Hunter Gallimore. I have to bring that up with Jeff coming up tomorrow. 70-plus yard touchdown. Uh, and then he says, see – now maybe I'm wrong. He says Brett Favre in 1990 or so. Now was Brett Favre? He's a name because he's a Hall of Famer now, or did he actually have a good game against DCU? I don't know because yeah, I, I wasn't paying attention at that time. But Sean also said Brett Favre. Um, 
now my question three was memorable play from a quarterback and sean says the year holton had more rushing yards than the running backs probably uh 2018 although that would not be a play is he so during that year is that when holton scored uh, against north carolina yep maybe that was the play <laughs> on a saturday in 1989 brett Favre threw for 286 yards and three touchdowns against the pirates at a 41 27 victory uh yeah. in 1989 287 yards would be worth about yeah. 500 that's today. true yeah so i didn't think of it that way didn't my dad always tells me about the gus Farrat game <laughs> we brought that one up quite a bit torch dcu tulsa. apparently a rain game yeah tulsa he's <laughs> just slinging it all over the yard apparently remind me of this tomorrow rage room gus Farrat. the last time washington won a home playoff game they beat gus Farrat. he was playing in the nfl gosh i mean that's sad uh this year's first round draft pick for washington was not born the last time they won a home playoff game <sighs> all right uh best play involving a quarterback from brian gardner Minshew to zay jones when he set the record that was about the only and the highlight only highlight of that, of that season yeah um and they also tried to basically the game plan was on, guys to get him the record this, wasn't that the year? No, that was the second year of Scotty Mo. Because I was going to say Scotty Mo throwing up the hook, uh, throwing up the crossbones, but that was the year before against State. It was the same year, wasn't it? Seven, yeah, because yeah, Zay was only there one 16 year. Sixteen was right. So yeah, there was actually, I mean, beating NC State and breaking the all-time record. I mean, if you were to just like look at it from that perspective, it was a great year. All right, Jay's going a little old school, so I like this. I uh, said hard to narrow down plays. I uh, said several Blake plays in 91. Gerard TD to Stokes versus Miami. That answer came up a lot. Yeah. Uh, James Pinckney, Hail Mary versus Tulsa. That would be Dom Davis. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, what? Uh, Shane Carden, Karate Kid decoy play, plus touchdown versus that UNC and VT. Philip Nelson, the Karate Kid. <laughs> this guy needs Come on, work. Jay! Jay, you need to work on your uh, quarterback timeline. Don't know who this is, but I've heard this name a couple times. Tracy Ham from Georgia Southern. I had a good performance against East Carolina. You know what my favorite opposing quarterback performance was? The guy from Charleston Southern. Yeah. Last year. I mean, Jack, Jack Chambers, Chambers, who's now on NC State's roster somehow. So if you're NC State, you've got to find a way to get him Absolutely. in for at least a play. He owns East Carolina. I mean, that just popped into my mind when you said Georgia Southern, Charleston Southern. So, like... He was a beast in that game, man. He was awesome. Uh, running, throwing, whatever. They were going – Blake Harris, they had a pretty good defense yeah. last year. And they were going up and down the field against D.C. And then I watched them later in the year in just some random game on ESPN Plus, and he looked awful. What was the deficit, Igo? Do you remember? They were down at least two scores, right? Charleston Southern? Yeah. ECU got down. They had to come back from uh, I think it was just a touchdown. Oh, okay. But I, just, I think it was like seven nothing, seven seven, fourteenth. Like they kept maybe scoring. it felt that way because ECU was like twenty eight point favorites. Yes, it's probably what I'm thinking of. They definitely got. They scored on their first two possessions. I feel like. All right, let's see if I can find any answers we haven't said yet today. Or maybe it was fourteen nothing. Elton uh, quarterbacks. I think it might have been quarterbacks uh, against East Carolina. He saw live. He said all the damn Navy quarterbacks. Yeah, I put those out of my memory. Uh, let's see. Any Charleston other? Southern did indeed get up two touchdowns against the Pirates. Oh, and then EC responded with 24 unanswered in the second quarter. Uh, most underrated quarterback to Steve is Gardner Minshew. 
lot of byron leftwich he said and i've seen this a lot too um any second string quarterback to play against dcu seems to happen like where a quarterback is hey this quarterback's out this guy's getting his first career start yep yeah anderson williamson (laughs) a lot of a lot of a lot of syllables anderson williamson <laughs> it's just a, that can't be a real like person. it should be like and william Ander, his name should be anders williams or just william anderson <laughs> how about that's that guy's <laughs> damn name it's anderson williamson <laughs> it sounds like a um those uh this is before your time they used to show the world's strongest man competitions oh, on yeah. espn and the main guy was like magnus magnuson van magnuson <laughs> <laughs> and his name just kept going <laughs> Anderson for Williamson. <laughs> Great name. And we got a picture of him with the crane man. That's what a, hey, hey, what does a guy like Anderson Williamson look like? He looks like that. You look like an Anderson Williamson. <laughs> uh, his quarterback performance against ECU was Peyton Manning. Who? Ever heard of him? Who? <laughs> oh, ah! <laughs> oh, ah! Randy uh, says <laughs> both the yards off on that. Byron one-legged leftwich. Um, speaking of Marshall, and I might be stealing somebody's thunder here. Somebody put who up, spoke about Marshall. Somebody put oh, Byron Keem Cato slash Blake uh, Fanopel. Uh, that game was insane. Well, because Cato used to Cato was a beast, but then he got who's hurt. Who's the other guy? The guy that came off the bench and just like lit it up, and that was the triple double overtime game, 64 uh, 61. Yeah, Andrew Bodenheimer caught a touchdown pass and rolled First over play. my bag. Bode, corner of the end zone. Love a good Bode. Bode, thank you, Steve Hill. For uh, he's old like me. Look, Magnus for Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be. This is This is not. That's not his name. Hey, uh, what is his we real got name? A, we got some answers from a guy that we need to mention. That I go, Johnny Gardner. You know that name, that Stephen I go. Oh, by the way, you know that uh, name, Steven? Stephen I go, Johnny Gardner. I do. He's our basketball insider. What well, did okay. you? Did you see my tweet to you last night? Uh, yeah. Okay. Did you, you follow Johnny? Not yet. No. What have you been doing? Wow. I'm waiting to see if he's going to actually tweet. It doesn't matter. It's a respect thing. Uh, Johnny's not going to tweet. He doesn't know how to tweet. He's waiting for basketball yeah, he's season. Coming it's on not fa- basketball season right now. He's coming now. on Facebook. You don't think he knows how to click tweet? I'm going to tell him to block your ass. Hey, Johnny, I'm about to read your answers here on Pirate Alive. He goes with Jeff Blake, Travis Hunter, Byron Leftwich, yeah. and the mobile... Uh, so I've heard both GMAC Bowl and Mobile Bowl. Which one was it? GMAC. Okay. But it, it, it was in Mobile, Alabama. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Got them both covered. Uh, oh, My friend uh, Kenny up brought up a bad memory from the Florida game. <laughs> My friend oh, when growing Kemp. up used to call it the GMAC Bowl. And I'm like, bro, it's the GMAC Bowl. And he's like, yeah, Pirates <laughs> lost that GMAC Bowl, didn't they, man? <laughs> The Garrett McGinn Bowl. <laughs> All right, uh, Shirley, let's open up the booty bag. <laughs> booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Gift card to AJ McMurphy's. How much we putting on that thing, Shirley Rhodes? $25. Oh, $25. Boy. In this economy? Oh, my God. 317-1250. What call are you looking for? I'm going to 
go with 12. Car 12, 317-1250. Our 2022 ECU football position preview quarterbacks on the way after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. And congratulations to Sydney Tennell of Winterville. Walked away with a $25 gift card courtesy of AJ McMurphy's. And remember that AJ's uh, has sports trivia every Wednesday night with our very own Clip Brock. They have live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover charge and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. We're back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I don't know what it is. We always get in a silly mood. We're just silly. Here. We're silly. But it is time to silly. stop dillying, stop dallying. We got business to take care of. Uh, we are bringing back the position previews. We had to stop the music. I think we were playing it in reverse last year. We were doing other things. I hope this works. So Glenn sent me a link for the song we use, which I can't say the title of the song, is by Tenacious D, uh, Jack Black, Kyle Gass. <laughs> and it's a part of that song. So I found Glenn sent me a piano vert. Did you stop over there, Schwartz? Schwartz? Yeah, Mike Schwartz, big uh, table bang guy. When oh, talking. oh, can you just get on with it? Oh yeah. So uh, this means I'm getting impatient. He sent. Hurry up. <laughs> he sent a uh, piano version. I found an acoustic version. This is not Tenacious D. This is some dude on YouTube playing the <laughs> version, and I'm singing it. Here you go. Hit it, Charlie. What's your favorite position? Quarterback. That's cool with me. It's not my favorite, but I'll do it for you. It's not bad, man. I mean, it's honestly solid. I think you should pull Blake Pro and just start singing on Instagram and TikTok. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, purposes? say, can you see? <laughs> Is that good? That's pretty good. All right. Uh, Steve-O, starting quarterback for the Pirates, Holt Nailers. We know him. We don't need to talk about him anymore. I will ask you this. What are the biggest areas of improvement you would like to see from Holt Nailers from his seventh year here last year to his eighth this year? I think ECU as a whole offensively, along with Nailers, has to start the season better offensively, more consistently. It just feels like they've started the season slower out of the gate and you know, part of that has been due to who they're playing in the opener. But, you you know, after a while, as you have a more experienced team, you know, you, you can only use that excuse so much. We're young. It's our opener. Like, now, this is the offense knows each other. You got the personnel returning for the most part. Yeah, you're opening with a legitimate team in NC State. But that also up in, increases the need to be firing on all cylinders as much as possible going into the opener. It just seems like in the past, you look at the App State game, look at the first nc state game uh the ucf game after the pandemic like things were kind of all over the place offensively 
and by the second half of the year like you get rolling pretty good but how can you start the season that way where you're kind of firing on all cylinders great point reminds me of what you just talked about there we had high expectations for the pirate offense last year the way they finished 2020 and it took a little while and uh we finally got there again towards the end of the year which is why we're excited going it's it's like a repeat almost yeah and uh they're going to take on a good team out of the gate to see if that offense can click all right mason garcia good to see him back i mean there were times where you probably thought he might be heading somewhere else just because he got tired of waiting for his turn yeah this is his third year at ecu and i think when he came here he was probably told hey holton's got two more years left you know then you'll you have a really good chance to be the guy and here we are going into year three and due to the pandemic uh he does not have that chance now the other factor of it is he could get an extra year of eligibility too so he can still maintain that same eligibility but i mean in the day where you can transfer so easily it wouldn't be a shock to see him leave but i do think ecu um the community has done a lot for mason and you know you have the new nil opportunities i think that has played a role um i think kind of some businesses understand how important he could be to the future of the program and so like those people are stepping up and taking care of him and um you know that's a a legal thing to do now so it's like you know why not take advantage of that and that's something mason's benefiting from it's something several of his teammates are and it, it allows him to again sit back learn the offense a third year i thought this spring he grew as much as i've ever seen you know you were kind of waiting for that that light bulb to click on it felt like in the spring game he looked comfortable collected now that's different from a game you're not getting hit but still i thought he just looked comfortable reading the offense going through his progressions reading the defense all right i thought so i remember some design situations design plays from last year looking at the stats i thought he played more than he actually did because it does say he participated in six games i think that that um are you looking at ecupires.com yeah like the player profile no i'm looking at the stats okay god the player profiles are like messed up but if you're looking at the actual season stats it's accurate it says he was two of three passing for 21 yards one touchdown one pick and that he had eight rushes for 19 yards and had a touchdown i just i felt like we saw him in more but i guess not i think it was more towards the early part of the year we saw him a lot right he threw that touchdown in the two-lane game, I want to say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Holden was healthy the whole year, so there really wasn't a huge need for him. The games were close for the most part. Like, the year prior in yeah, 2020, true. he played a decent amount because the games, you know, Georgia State was lopsided. Cincinnati on the road was lopsided. Um, there may have been another one. But either way, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to get him in outside of those special packages. And I think we'll see him in some goal line situations or special situations this year. And I I mean, I don't know if this is cynical or not. Are they doing that because he gives them a different dynamic or are they doing it to keep him happy so he stays? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, is he? Yeah. But I think he's definitely the better athlete, like, quickness, size than Ehlers. I like the way he runs. Yeah. His first step. You know, Holton's pretty fast when he gets going. Right. But Mason's first step is, like, pretty high-level, you know, athleticism. So, I do think pound for pound he's the better runner. Um, But definitely, you know, it's tough to say, hey, let's take – what is Holton now? Fifth-year senior? I can't even keep driving. 
uh, it's, today, it's tough to take that guy out of the situation in the red zone because there's so much that can be going on in the red yeah. zone as far as Which is why I asked, do yeah. they do it for a reason or do they do it because it thinks it helps the team? I don't know, but uh, I think we'll see it again and this it year. And it comes to a point, too, where like it's it's pretty effective maybe the first two times you use it, right. but then after teams see it, it's like unless you're going to really throw the ball or mix it up, it becomes less effective. And now that it's been in there, you know, you got to come up with some different variations of it. Chandler, feel free to pop in a QB question if you have one. Uh, Ryan Stubblefield, Alex Flynn. Yep. Uh, those are the quarterbacks listed on the roster. Those are the other two scholarship quarterbacks uh, that will be on this year's team. And, you know, there was some question as to whether or not Flynn would return, but I think he's, I think he's whether, I don't want to say happy, but, you know, I think he likes it at ECU and he's from ECU's perspective. You know, if you get to some scenario where you need a quarterback to go in and operate the offense, he's going to know what he's doing. He's going to be able to do it to an efficient level. So, like, uh, I think ECU likes having him as a safety net. And I think Ryan Stubblefield is just still kind of a wild card. Like, when I see him at times, man, he looks super dynamic. Uh, He makes some incredible plays. At other times, he just makes some errors. And I think you want to see him be more consistent uh, behind Mason and, and Holton. Yeah, I was going to ask about Stubblefield because I feel like that's a name that we've heard in the past couple of spring games, uh, Ryan Stubblefield, and I was going to ask about his development, but you know, I think you kind of hit on that right there. Yeah, I mean, he's... All right, so it's been hit on, so we can move on. I just think he's... Uh, hey, those are pretty good. I was going to ask about Ryan Stubblefield, and then he... Yeah, but he jumped on. He jumped I hate on. when that happens because yeah. you were going to ask him He's one that. of my favorite guys to watch, so like when you're just out of practice and like I want to see something exciting happen... Something exciting is going to happen offensively or defensively when Stubblefield could out go there. either way. Yeah, he's rolling around. He's like no holds barred, scrambling, throwing it. He's got a cannon, so it's just fun to watch. I spent many years on this earth saying no no holds barred and not really knowing what it meant. Like, and then I realized that okay, so like hold, all holds are legal in this match. I wonder what hold, what holds are barred in a normal match, CJ, wrestling guy. Answer that for me right choke now. Choke hold? Technically not a hold. Oh, so you can't choke a guy in the I ring? Assume, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe like pressing. I always thought a good move in a fight would just be to press your thumbs in a guy's eyeballs. No chokes. Technically not a hold, but a closed fist is not legal in professional wrestling. Can't do that. Right. So can't. no holds barred. You can punch a guy with your fist. Technically can't pull hair, but people do it anyway. Just not the cane. Why? Because his mask will yeah, come off? because he's bald. He's bald. Uh-huh. Thank you, Chandler. That's How about low blows? Bard. Those are illegal in a normal match. Correct. All right. You're listening to our quarterback position preview. Robert says, uh, forget the red shirt. Get him ready for Michigan 2023. Talking about Mason Garcia. Yeah, but how do you do that unless yeah. he like, just assumes the starter's role? Like, I mean, you can't just put him in for a series in the fourth quarter and be like hey man this is your tune-up for the big house in front of 110,000 people <laughs> mm. to kick off a new season like i don't see a scenario where you can effectively get him ready for that role unless you know knock on wood something happens to holton and then he's got to be the starter the full-time guy and prepare that way you could say oh prepare as the starter as the backup all that sort of stuff but i mean until you're actually the starter it's just a different ball game the last time we had an established starter and a QB in waiting, it, it was awesome for a while. Shane Card and Kurt Benkert, and then it wasn't awesome yeah. when Benkert got hurt, eventually left. So it is great to have a QB in waiting, but 
doesn't always work out but i am excited to see the future were you going to say something oh yeah well i'm about to segue I'll, i was going to say something but this is a guy that has experience in the past has a starting experience in the past i was going to ask is that the only four guys in that room is that the most, guys, is yes. that the most dense quarterback room we've had in a while i feel like there's been a lot of quarterbacks on this roster in the past you you've seen walter simmons go elsewhere and some other quarterbacks so i just feel like this might be the who's the guy that moved to tight end that then transferred uh, uh gag. gag gag i think he's now working i saw him tweet about he's got a real job now i feel like we can't do a qb preview without bringing up johnny no reps i mean we gotta give credit we gotta give remember that year was it last year i guess we just started wikipedia yeah. his dad it was and, probably during the quarterback it was preview. nuts man what a story so uh shout out to john jacobs johnny no reps johnny no reps jacobs all right my segue was going to be i go we've got a quarterback of the future but how about a quarterback of the future future uh anybody on ecu's radar at the qb position uh recruit wise that is a great question clip i'm glad that you asked um and right now there is no commitments what for the quarterback in fact there are no commitments for the 2023 recruiting class what are the coaches doing it turns out the coaches are uh they're actually planning to leave after this season so they're, not, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they're not recruiting anybody what they just forgot and we're like i feel like we're forgetting to do something guys no, nah, we we did our lesson plan. Donnie, plan. have you not? Well, <laughs> well, well, I ain't gonna be here next year. So. <laughs> well, here's the deal. So you only got, I think, eight, ten scholarships available for 2023. So uh. they're being extremely selective. They have, they are still recruiting. In fact, they've got five guys coming to campus this week. Uh, we got a story up on that on hoistcolors.net. And they are recruiting a quarterback who is currently committed to West Virginia, Raheem Jeter uh Gita. very talented quarterback you know we'll see if he ends up flipping but actually ecu just hired the west virginia director of recruiting to assume that role at ecu scott gaskin I believe is his name so you have a connection there we'll see what transpires there but they've also had other quarterbacks camp two or three guys they're watching so um i think they'll definitely take a quarterback in this class because they need one i mean you took simmons in 2021 he's left the program you don't really want to go two classes without a quarterback so i would expect them to take one so the pirates trying to flip a guy i saw a tweet by dick vitale yesterday love dickie v oh baby all time great but he was talking about and now i'm not gonna be able to find it talking about oh here we go I get so tired of situations where athletes verbally commit to a school and yet continue to visit other schools and want to be recruited. Whatever happened to the theory that your word is to be solid gold? Look, just don't commit. If you're not certain, that school is for you. Solid gold, baby! Sounds great in a perfect world that we don't live in, but like, uh, is ECU morally bankrupt when they recruit a kid that's already committed, I go? No. I mean, they're, <laughs> I mean, teams are recruiting. What are they supposed to do all the time? And yeah. the reality too is, okay, player X committed to West Virginia or wherever doesn't have to be West Virginia. Their coach on the you know entering their entering this year, if he has a bad year, he could get let go. Why shouldn't that kid look around for say, hey, if my coach gets let go, I need a backup plan or I need somewhere so else to go. There's stable. a great example. How about this one? A kid commits to a school. The school adds the number one and two running backs uh, yeah. also as commits, and you're the number 23 running back. Should you not be able to look at other yeah. – I mean, 
has there ever what been a, a time where dinosaur take that is i just hate it like so has there been a time where when a a kid verbally commits that they're not supposed to that they just quit recruiting all in in one i don't know what you're saying but i think so you're, you're saying they say, commit and they shut it down yeah that happens that happens saying. quite some a bit of those too, guys yeah. do that yeah i mean you, which that's fine that's great that they do yeah. that but we're talking about like 15 16 year olds making a decision yeah, like that a big decision they're gonna change their mind i mean it just happens it's just part of it like i mean you just gotta understand in this day and age of recruiting i mean even after guys sign there's ways they can get out of it if they really want to so like i mean yeah especially a verbal commitment and still, the majority of those guys end up sticking with their commitments. Like it's not like everybody that commits is flipping all over the place. But make it illegal for a school to contact a kid yeah. after he commits. Now people will still do it, but right. if you really hate it that much, let's let the adults make the decision and not even put the kids in a position to do it. And especially with NIL out there now, like I mean, it's even more. Right. It's going to be even more rampant. Like you used to have commits commit and decommit just over no money, and now you have the opportunity to get money. Uh, can you hang out to the end of the show today? Yeah, I got to whenever. Sweet. All Actually, right. I got till six, and then I'm leaving. All right, well, right. good deal because uh, that's when the show ends. Mike says the ECU coaching staff are clearly <laughs> not diaper dandies, <laughs> or <laughs> nor are they PTPs. I'm actually gonna have to leave. <laughs> Damn it! I knew I should have done that. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll look at the opponent quarterbacks. For East Carolina this year. I know one of them. Hopefully, Igo knows the other 11. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Taking a quick look at your stock market report, the Dow was up 303 points and closed out the day at 30,668. The Nasdaq was up 270 at 11,099, and the S&P was also up 54 points, closed out the day at 3,789. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Uh, last night, I asked my wife who her favorite all-time ECU quarterback was. She said, who was the quarterback in the Peach Bowl? I said, Jeff Blake. She said, him. And I said, more than you like him more than Garrard? And she said, oh, I really like Garrard. He's probably my favorite. And she added that Shane Carden was cute. Steven, I then wanted you to ask your wife her all-time favorite quarterback maybe i texted you too late i don't know but uh my well, wife goes to bed early what was her response uh mcrib i'm going to bed so mcrib 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 and <laughs> now i went down because i was recording my podcast at the time and i was like so who the hell is mcrib She's like, I don't care. I'm going to sleep. She's pretty mad. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just leave you alone then. Sorry, I asked. Erica. Jeez, girl. Uh, McRib. And we were debating. Is she talking about Donovan McNabb? Did you but ask no. for her order? Like she was just uh, being a jerk to yep. you. So that's pretty awesome. That was her. All right. Uh, I know one quarterback on the schedule to, uh, for this season, and that is NC State quarterback Devin Leary. Dang. Touchdown State! Who is starting to get some... <laughs> Are we buying this Heisman? I don't know about that, oh, but I do think he's a... I mean, he's good, but like... 
Heisman. But like, come on. Let me look at uh, NFL. Heisman mo- is like Heisman. Heisman. Heisman is like Heisman. Hey, like Pirate fans. National championship caliber quarterback. Legit question. When is the last time ECU faced a Heisman Trophy winner? Um, Have they ever? Peyton Manning never won a Heisman. <laughs> um, y'all remember when Shane Carden was in Heisman Talks? Well, James Summers was in Patrick Heisman Talks. Patrick was mentioned as a Heisman dark horse after ECU started 2-0 that year, I swear. Are you serious? Yes, I remember the dang graphic on ESPN. <laughs> he was my underrated was quarterback like in ECU Peeney history. He started that season just like 80% completion percentage. Oh, yeah. Just ridiculous numbers. And Alex Taylor, holy cow. I'm Mike Patrick, live at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. <laughs> Jonathan Williams just powers his way in. Like a grown the Rose man. product. Holy cow. The J.H. Rose rampant. Mike Patrick, man. What an all-timer. What about Brittany? Uh, Devin Leary. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a good year. Uh, hey, this time last year, though, who was the husband, darling? Sam Howe. Sam Howell, How'd that turn was. out? Mm. And um, Trevor Lawrence, right? Nah, he was the starting quarterback for the Jaguars. Usually I say stuff like that. I'm glad I go get him one of those every now and then. That was the year prior, which he yeah. never... He had a well, pretty pedestrian year. Right? Last year it was DJ Ungalulele who was right. awful. He was there for a lot of the year. I'm looking at a mock to see if Leary's name pops up. I've seen Stroud. I've seen Young. Haven't seen Leary, but uh, Control F and type in Devin Leary. It will highlight. Does that really work? Yes, sir. Control F. Nothing happened. Mm. Thanks. All right. Well, uh, I go. Who are the other QBs? Now this is tough. It's a super tough if you don't do research like me and if you're lazy, but even tough for guys like you because of the portal. That is nowadays. correct. Thank you. Everybody adding QBs. So, is there a a household name or dare i say a proven commodity at the quarterback position because you look at cincinnati ritter gone uh so who is uh an established qb on the schedule that's a great question uh dj darrow mack you remember him from ucf he is now at old dominion he played when yeah uh, but what did you call him his DJ? name is dj mack Oh, well, you said another word. Oh, okay. That's what confused me. Yes. Either way, and they took a Notre Dame transfer. So I don't know what the status is there. Uh, UCF's got the guy coming back from last year who played against ECU. Can't remember his name. He was a young guy, but they also brought in the Ole Miss transfer who also plays baseball. Also can't remember his name. So (laughs) you can tell I did a lot of great research on this. Um, Seth Hennigan from Memphis is back. He had a really good Him again? That was pretty good. That was I mean, all right. It would have been better if he wasn't going into his second year of college. Um, you said he was back. Yeah, he's back. Him again? Anyway. Right, stop. All right. um, the Navy quarterback who finished last year, I believe, is back. But I don't think – I don't know if they're going to roll with him. Like I know he's got experience, but he's not like that dynamic guy that they've always had. So it'll be interesting to see if they stick with him. Uh, Ty Le- Levate or whatever his name is. Uh, I really need to do an article on ranking the quarterbacks. Good news, it's uh, June, so you got plenty of time. Give me an opponent, and I'll try to to come up with who they are. Campbell. All right, <laughs> let's be real. Their quarterback no coach, though. All right, uh, our guy that's been at Tulane forever. Oh yeah, Michael Pratt. Okay, yep. there's a guy we know, and he's good. He he's gotten worse. Year. He played last year through a bum shoulder. Yeah. 
So yeah, you would you would expect them to get worse. I'm gonna say BYU has a 29 year old guy with three kids. They've got a very experienced team, including their quarterback, Jim McMahon Jr. Back. We'll call him. For we now. don't know the quarterback for the Campbell. Tanner Campbells. Mangum is back for his 15th year. <laughs> oh yeah, remember? Oh him? yeah, he was there forever. Um, what is it time to go? Damn, Temple. They probably got a crap quarterback. Dewan Mathis left, so yeah, their quarterback situation's a mess. We don't know who the Campbell quarterback is, but we do know who their quarterback coach is, Pat White. Mm. Mm. Hey, good work. And he'll be waltzing right back into Dowdy Fickle Stadium. Where Mike, Mike Patrick will be on the call. Holy cow. <laughs> Pat White is back, and he is going to get sacked. This ECU defense. Holy Oh, cow. J.J. Milbrook. Oh, Scotty, Scotty Robinson. C.J. <laughs> Wilson. Mo, Moly Just cow. check out J. Ross there. Thank you uh, for hanging out with us, Igo. And we'll see you next week. Later. We'll talk running backs. Vincavius Cooper is no longer the last 1,000-yard rusher. Ah, can't wait to talk about favorite EC running backs. All right, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt. See y'all Thursday, 3 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll see you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.